0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts.
1: Oh,
2: oh, oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts. This week on the program, get ready to wait around and do nothing. It's the terminal. I'm Andrew Jupin. I am Krakosha.
1: I'm
0: Eric Siska.
1: I'm Chris Cabin. And we hate movies.
2: Welcome to We Hate Movies, thank you for tuning in As always, this is indeed Another entry in our summer blockbuster Extravaganza, and boy it doesn't Get any blockbustery than this It's the <laughs> Terminal from 2004 Directed, somehow By Steven Spielberg Uh, man,
0: you know <sighs> I, I fight the dinosaur
2: Ah <laughs> uh, yes, block, I block get In booster. boat and catch Jaws I'm going <laughs> to catch Jaws in boat Must go faster
0: Must go faster <laughs> So that happened.
2: <laughs> See, that's the thing, dude. I think Steven Spielberg has missed out on the opportunity here to have a Victor Navorsky cinematic universe where he just keeps popping up in these movies now. Absolutely. Elliot, I too shall always be in your heart. Yes, Elliot. <laughs> you have little alien and me, Victor Navorsky. Yeah. Steve
1: Steve, I really I really have to say I don't think he should be in the color purple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be 100% with you on this one. I just don't think it's a good idea. Hey, it's me, Vic. No, never mind. Got to go. Hello, Danny Clover. Nope, nope, never mind.
2: <laughs> oh, this no, is... I, it is uh, back in World War II. Krakashen's, uh characterized as gypsy, so that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> this is, of course, uh, the Steven Spielberg movie where Tom Hanks inexplicably waits around an airport for about, is it supposed to be a year? Do we have a timeline of mm-hmm. They How say long? nine months at some lo- point. Months. It's like kind of in the late middle of the movie. Wait, so nine it's,
0: months. So it's sort of like a baby, like like he's becoming a fully formed person by the end of this?
2: <laughs> it's at least nine months. And I do want to stop people who are tip typing about uh, whether or not th- this is a summer blockbuster. This came on June 8th, yep. and it made $77 million domestically. So there you go, dude. Fucking sit on it and
0: twirl. And we also <laughs> I mean, like a little counter programming. Yeah. You know, we we you know do a little romance or something in the summer. People kiss.
2: That's so, I have to say, it's kind of a in you know this movie is mostly cons. Uh, I was conned into seeing it in the theaters, for example. But a pro here is that they don't get together at the end of this movie. That's well, true. Yeah. They they couldn't actually, get because they uh, the original ending was them getting together, and then it oh, tested really? poorly, and then they had to reshoot it, which actually, <laughs> I, was, I was reading, it kept Ben Kingsley from being in Munich, like he was supposed to be in Munich, but Spielberg had to reshoot the ending, and they only had him for a week or something, and they lost Ben Kingsley uh, from who, Munich, but yes.
1: Who, who was ben, ben Kingsley crazy. supposed to be in Munich? Uh, it's a great question. I, uh, he's going <laughs> to be I mean, gold but, in my ear.
2: But, I mean, clearly it just doesn't work because it's not, like, they don't have any chemistry and their relationship doesn't make sense. So, like, if at the end of them is them kissing, you're like, well, what the fuck is that? Yeah, like where is that going? You know what I mean? Like the way that this ends. I kinda like that we're mementoing this episode. I'm I'm okay with this. Uh I love the fact that the last thing you see is him just in a cab going back to the airport and I going mean, it, home.
0: It, it makes sense to memento this episode since the lead character sounds like it got hit in the head.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. And Tom Hanks is Sammy Jenkins. <laughs> I remember leaving Ramada in with Pete from 30 Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: dude, that's right.
0: Sammy, it's time for my ketchup packet.
2: <laughs> oh no, wife died from too many ketchup packets. Oh no, I mix up ketchup packet and mayonnaise packet. I kill wife. <laughs> that's something by the way every time this movie has come up over the last 10 years eric has done the ketchup packet and i totally forgot dude we are swimming in not just ketchup but mustard mayonnaise and yeah. a little bit of relish if I, you look close i
0: forgot about all the packets
2: <laughs> so many packets well, dude. this guy's fucking malnourished living packet to packet
1: live packet to packet got it <laughs>
2: He Uh, should have done the the castaway and lost all that weight again. Like, (laughs) because that—I think it's safer to live on an island by yourself than in a fucking terminal. Absolutely,
1: live life one packet at a time.
2: The movie does this twice, which is annoying. The like the airport is waking up in the morning Mm -hmm. nonsense. Okay,
0: this is TSA propaganda, pretty much.
2: It is, and they're like greeting all these people, like, Hi, business or pleasure? Every single time I have come back through customs in New York, it's always someone like, and this is me, a fucking you know, middle aged white man. It's like, Where you been? Uh huh, yeah, but where'd you go? Oh, yeah, was that fun? I bet you had fun. Yeah, what are you doing here? Oh, you live here. Oh, that's pretty fancy. Look at the
0: fucking passport. Like, they always yeah. have to act like the biggest fucking pricks. Oh, man, that reminds me the last, the first time we went out to LA to do a show, and this was like, I think, well, maybe it was the second. It was around the time like Trump was elected or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the one of the TSA guys stopped me and he was just like, uh, what's that name? So. Tuck. Uh, that a uh, that a fuck that a, he didn't say fuck <laughs> <He was> like,
1: <laughs> that a that fuck a, name
0: <laughs> that a Russian name pal is that a, a Russian name it's actually under like
2: your goddamn business I know uh, and
0: <laughs> I feel like this has happened to me twice in, in in like customs and stuff before and I just I put on like more of an American accent unless like no it ain't sir that's a <laughs> Polish name
2: yeah I mean it's it's kind of like but it is it's a job where your job is to be nasty. Uh, but yeah, he's like, they. Uh, you see Tucci, he's like like the eye in the sky there, and he's like, look at those Chinese tourists. They're like, oh yeah, they just go to Disneyland. He's like, oh yeah? You ever see a Chinese tourist go to Disneyland without a fucking camera? It's like, all right, that that's the movie. Welcome yep. to 2004, oh my God. and that's the yeah. movie.
0: Was it a camera line? I thought it was kids. No, no, no it's no, a camera, camera lines, line. Oh which lord. Is,
2: it's so much worse, because Tucci may as well have been like, uh, excuse me just last week, I watched an episode of Tiny Toons, and there were a bunch of tourists from China coming to the Luniversity, and they all had cameras and Hawaiian shirts on.
1: Where are the cameras and Hawaiian shirts right here? They really should have the Sherlock BBC music when he's looking at them, like, <laughs> deducing that that's what's off. That's what, yeah, no, they're all... Of course, he's right, of course. Of yes. course,
0: and then they all, like, run away. First of all, where are you running to? But then the security guard's like, swarming them? Like, what... And what is what does this even mean? Were they Chinese spies?
1: And that's a I, great question. Yeah. were they
0: Chinese spies? Know. Is this
2: some sort of a terror attack? Is this or are they just like smuggling themselves out of the country? Like question mark, question mark, question mark. I also feel, by the way, speaking of the time period in which this movie uh, was released and takes place in, as far as I can tell, yeah, right, in a post-9-11 society, others are going to be cool with Stanley Tucci just letting this person live in the airport. Well, okay. If, well if he was one shade darker, he'd have he a fucking yep. car battery right up his nuts. Yep, you're totally right, dude. If even fucking Diego Luna was in this role <laughs> instead of Tom Hanks, you're totally right. Car battery to nuts. For poor Gupta poor Gupta? Oh no. Oh, oh Gupta? <laughs> Gupta, Gupta, who we're told is going to be deported at the end of this film, they're just going to fucking... That guy's disappearing. That's all that's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Did you guys see it was supposedly like based on a true story?
2: Yeah, the Iranian guy who lived at In- Charles de Gaulle Airport for like a really long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I guess... That guy's like got to be dead by now. He's mm. alive. Uh, but, he's but he's still alive? He's no longer uh, living at the airport. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. Uh, he was paid 250 grand for this movie, and he also kind of went crazy, is what oh, happened. Oh, like, is that he right? He was calling himself like Sir Alfred by the end of it, like which it makes huh. a ton of sense, because you would go fucking yeah. mad. I just yeah. went to his
0: Wikipedia page, and it says autobiography. In 2004, his biography, The Terminal Man, was published, and then it says it was reviewed as being profoundly disturbing and brilliant. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Well that's the thing is like this movie is Steven Spielberg who I love. I mean uh at his absolute nicest, and that's a big problem like mm-hmm. absolutely. this movie should have like shades of Brazil in terms of like uh like bureaucracy gone mad, you know what I mean forms and shit d- right. dictating people's yeah. lives like, yeah any kind of uh uh claustrophobia, paranoia, Maybe jingoism, c- all of it
0: comedic satire angle with that Brazil idea like something give me something
1: no, but it's very Capra vibes I yeah. feel yes. like oh throughout. Time. and he's so much better when he's trying to be Preminger or Hawks but this is like insufferable mm-hmm. I mean this end uh kingdom of the crystal skulls breaks up what is otherwise an incredible decade for him
0: yeah well,
1: and he, these are his worst, I think.
0: I mean, speaking of the, the whole Hawks angle, like, check out our episode on Raiders of the Lost Ark on uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash movies. That's, that's very right. true.
2: And, th- I mean, like, even... um oh,
0: that's uh, John Houston.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. It's okay. <laughs> In any event. But, no, he, um, he, had, he did Catch Me If You Can, which is such a better movie than this. And he's like, you know, I had such a good time making that movie. It was, like, so low stakes and, like light and everyone could feel good about it. I wanted to do more of that. But that movie has stakes and like oh, characters f- and big like big time. movement and like it's gorgeous. Yeah, th- I mean, catch me if you can. It's interesting because one of the things I said when the movie hit credits when we were watching it a little while ago was like this is so low stakes for him that like it's not worth his time. He's yes. not this kind of a director. And then you can look at something like Catch Me If You Can, which like, there's no sci-fi elements. It's also based to a true story. You know, it has big actors in it. All the same stuff, but it's just like, that much bigger of a story and while still being in like a grounded thing there's no magic or sci-fi or whatever and i mean it's like globe trotting and you've got the what do you call it there the 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 period piece angle of it so the costumes are outrageous like you've got stuff to like chew on in that as opposed to like literally a commercial for the discovery channel or whatever the fuck
1: (laughs) also the character never changes he's a great guy from beginning to end like yeah. that, the, the, the world has to realize how great he is. That's exactly what, what happened.
0: I mean, what kills me about this character is you don't know anything about him. Like, so he comes yeah. from this fictional country, Karkosha, and you don't know if he's got a wife, children, anything. And and it's it's never you you never get an idea of what his life is even like there. They no, do ask
1: no- him at one point, "Do you have a wife or children or a girlfriend?" And he says, "No, to all."
2: Catherine Zeta-Jones does ask him that, but also that's like an hour into the movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am incel. I I like the joker.
2: Uh, Excuse (laughs) me, Borders Books. Do you have catcher in rye? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he he comes through, and they're about to stamp his passport, but uh uh-oh, there's a problem. They bring him up to Stanley Tucci, who informs him. Stanley Tucci's eating this lunch, by the way. I... I really, I, I, I have a hard time believing that Stanley Tucci has ever eaten the big bag of the, the Barbecue Lays. I really, Absolutely. I saw that and yeah. it read well, me as wrong.
0: What if what if he had some of it with lunch and he saved the rest of it for an afternoon snack?
2: You can't well, he had a- none of it because he fucking punched it and threw <laughs> potato chips all over this immigrant that he despised. <laughs> it might be
0: just a punching bag. Yeah,
2: <sighs> it's, to make his point. Yeah, he's just saying like, hey, look. Uh, so overnight uh Karkosia was uh, taken over by rebels or whatever or insurgents whatever you want to call it. I mean I don't know the politics of the Karkosian government. Think... I don't I wouldn't want to disparage these rebels. They probably have the right side of
0: history. <laughs> well, I think it said it was a military coup, so that yeah. could yeah. go yeah. either way. <laughs>
2: <And> <laughs> yeah, so like, like uh, they, tem- they like, temporarily like don't have a functioning government, so like they're not being recognized as a country by anybody. Yes. is and, the idea. And he's like, and at the beginning of the movie, Hank's, is, uh, or uh, Victor's, Engl- grasp on English is very bad. He gets much better at it as the movie goes on, thank God, because it's just so annoying because he's like, carcosia <laughs> yes, I Karkosia. He's like, give it a thumbs up. And he's like, no, no, no. And there's no carcosia carcosia don't exist. And he slams these chips all over him.
0: I mean, the, <laughs> the performance of in this film by Tom Hanks for the first like 30, 40 minutes reminded me of Mrs. Doubtfire when, when Robin Williams is trying to like jam her phone with a bunch of like bad candidates it's like, i am job Yes, i am job
2: wow deep pull i forgot about that i mean to me he's like for the first like 35 minutes of this movie he's playing an actual extraterrestrial yeah. you know what i mean the way that they like you know and i get it, it you know going to a country where you don't speak the native language obviously a big hurdle but they have him like looking at those potato chips like what (laughs) is this all over jack and he's like looking at shit as if he just landed from somewhere out in the
0: stars this is a better idea like karkosha is a planet not a country and it's just like maybe make it a little scary like like yeah this 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 jet just landed 200 people got on 201 got off
2: (laughs) oh fuck that's a great idea Nobody knows that he's radioactive a little bit or something. (laughs) Just a little bit.
0: (laughs) They do the Um, wand on him and, like, by his dick, it keeps going. I bring you love. Uh, Break his legs.
2: He's bringing him love. Don't let him get away. (laughs) He uh, is. Where can I buy Nike shoes? Hey? Huh? (laughs) Not doing anything for the back row of audience with stupid people? (laughs) You know, Nike? Also, like this movie, the story of this movie shouldn't exist because you are not sending this person back out into the airport until you get someone who can speak his language down there and you can like ascertain that he knows what the score is. Not just fucking
0: let him out into the wild like a bird. They act like it's so hard to get an interpreter for him whatsoever. It's like, I know maybe in his fictional country, it's not exactly Russian, but get someone from the Eastern it, Bloc. There's, a, You know how many of them live in Brooklyn? An interpreter
1: <laughs> or like a, like a cop next to him. Like some a security official. They're just like looking at him through the surveillance cameras the whole time. And I
2: mean he even later on in the movie, like he speaks Russian to this other guy. So clearly they're close their languages are close like, close enough. Exactly. Like it's a Slavic language. Find someone who can speak Russian. That's not hard in New York City. This whole notion and they say it later in the movie when he's dealing with that Russian guy who's freaking out about the medicine. They're like, Yeah, we got a translator on the way, but he ain't gonna be here for another four hours. And I'm like <laughs> What are you talking about, anybody? Like, do you understand that this movie takes place in New York City? Come on. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't because it takes place in a J, uh, JFK uh, Airport on Mars. I mean, in, in the year 2099. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 it's been a while for me and JFK, but man, oh, man, has it never looked this good. Yeah, uh, well, we should point out here production wise this is a completely fake structure that they built for the movie for sure Uh but yeah you know especially a
1: 2004 JFK I have to say that new like Terminal 5 is pretty nice out Ooh. there this is like the interior of the moon airport in Ad Astra <laughs> which also had a Hudson News so it <laughs> actually works yeah. Yeah. did it have a Burger King
0: <laughs> it had an Applebee's yeah, so oh
2: t- yeah Tucci's like, look, um, we're going to sort this out very shortly. Uh, and he's like, immigration lawyer? is like, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> no, he doesn't say that because it never fucking comes up in this movie for some reason. But he's like, you just wait in the terminal and we'll sort this all out. Yeah,
0: I mean, Stanley Tucci even says, like, you don't qualify for anything, not, e- not even asylum or anything. But it's like his fucking country got took over by a military coup.
2: I'm sure, like, yeah, someone would have helped him. And then it's funny because watching the movie, I was like, huh is this really a movie about (laughs) Steven Spielberg commenting on And then I was like, no, 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 we're not (laughs) doing it. No, 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 there is none of that here. This is indeed Capra Town, nicey, nice, nice, nice. And Tucci is only going to be like sort of ish a bad guy and not be punished by the end of the movie. And lo and behold, both of those things came oh, true. But it would be in Tucci's interest to get him an immigration lawyer and get this guy out of your fucking airport and stop him from showering in your sink. Like, this is not <laughs> what, this is not a desirable situation for anyone. That's what's crazy about the fact that Tucci's up for this promotion because his boss, who was like the dad in the League of Their Own, among other things, so he's the bad guy in sneakers. Yeah. Uh, is like You know hey you're up for this big promotion these people are going to come in soon or whatever like Tucci is trying to do this thing where it's like let's get him out of here as fast as possible I'm going to trick him into going through these doors and he'll just get arrested and he's someone else's problem it's like no. W- wouldn't it make more sense? Like, you look like a really swell guy who knows the ins and outs of your agency by, like, okay, we're going to call this lawyer, get this guy, set, you know, settle down, all of this stuff. Instead of, like, I'm going to set a fantastic trap for this <laughs> foreign man. Like, yeah, he would go to a halfway house or something, and then it wouldn't be your fucking problem. Like, it's okay to not have this guy eating the your trash, like, fucking Slimer.
1: <laughs> like, that's,
2: that's better than not.
1: There are hotels all around this fucking airport. Just yeah. send him to one of them. I mean, no, because was- he's a foreigner in <laughs> 9-11. 9-11, Chris. Yes, 9-11. Now give him a master security card so he can get back you know, behind the scenes <laughs> very easily and go anywhere in the airport he wants to. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, the the fact that he takes over, like, haunted areas of the airport is just insane.
1: Again, dude, this is post
2: 9-11. This dude is not doing fucking leisurely construction work in an abandoned parts of the airport. Come on. There aren't abandoned parts of an airport that no one goes to. Like, that's not how that works. Oh, gate 67. (laughs) I thought that burned down 40 years ago.
0: Oh gate okay, thirty
1: seven. <laughs>
0: Some say you could still hear the final boarding call for that gate. <laughs> you listen close enough late at night. <laughs> it was flat two forty seven, the three
2: PM to Cincinnati. Absolutely no problems happened with the flight. It's just the last one.
1: <laughs> um, <Cincinnati.
2: laughs> they uh Oh, the walls bleed again. Ugh! Kettle, is ketchup packet now is wall blood. Good. Oh,
0: out. In America, they, the the wall they paint themselves every night.
2: Very good. <laughs> the thing that's like really obnoxious for me watching this is like you know, like uh, any human being with a beating heart. I love Tom Hanks, and he's such a great actor that like he makes it really easy for you to feel for this man and like you know you feel really bad for him at the jump in this movie and then like you have to just keep reminding yourself that you are watching the terminal and not get fucking duped by this performance because like i do feel for the guy you know and it's all like you know tom hanks and the big puppy dog eyes and everything and like the dude just makes it work but then i'm like no no no. not only is it puppy dog eyes he's kind of just playing a dog he's he's exactly a talking dog in this movie
0: yeah it's it's trying it's like a, trying to be an Oscar-caliber Borat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I know Borat comes out later after this, but I feel yeah. like this informed Borat. Poochie <laughs> the movie.
2: Pucci. Yeah, Borat was definitely, uh, at least on the, the HBO show at this point, so... Yeah, that's true. He had been doing it on the yeah. show, uh show. Yeah, because it's, it's this thing where, like, he doesn't understand stuff, but everything he does is so earnest and sweet, and, like, he doesn't have an interior life. He's not, like... Oh, this is terrible. Like, he's not like just openly weeping in the terminal like most people would be doing. Well, that's the thing. Like, in, like, you know, we were comparing this to Castaway a second ago. Like, in Castaway, you have those moments where Tom Hanks, like, he gives up and he's at the end of his rope and he's like crying and screaming. Like, not that this guy has to be doing that, but there's got to be more than him, like, okay, I wait. Well, I mean, I, I would, that- again, like, I would rather, I would not hang, I might not hang myself on an island stranded. I would definitely hang myself at an airport, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, dude, if it was an island, I'm just going to live out my last days, dude. If it's like a paradise island. Right, of course. Is,
0: but know. with the whole Kroja angle, it's like where... So I, I know, you know, he doesn't have anything tethering him to reality. There's no family <laughs> there anymore. I guess his father's past. But, like, he presumably lived somewhere. And he doesn't... He's no concern over what is happening to any of his I, possessions. Back exactly.
2: From. Where's What's happening to my apartment right yeah, now? Yeah. That's know?
0: nine months, dude. That's huge. I mean, he does
1: process it. Like, he cries when he r- watches the news about it. But the thing is, he processes it immediately. Like there's no long lasting problem with this. Well, that's the thing, Chris.
2: Right? Is like he processes because I like for some reason this coup is like on every news network in the movie. So you know he sees he processes that immediate reaction of like his. Homeland is no longer there, but like I'm talking about, like oh, I've been in this airport for fucking eight yeah. months right now. I I'm mean, losing my goddamn mind. At you know? the very
0: least, he wouldn't be eating Burger King all the time. He'd be getting that duty free vodka. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah, dude, gotta stop by the duty free shop. Make it double. I am now alcoholic.
1: <laughs> no, but you have to make him as childlike as possible. Yeah, so he, he
2: doesn't drink until the end. Um, uh, he uh, he gets all these. Free Food vouchers at first, so like you know, don't worry. We don't want you dying here. You, uh, you catch the the details on these uh, food vouchers? I did not. So we're talking. It's 2004. It's New York City in an airport, and these pieces of shit are giving him ten dollar <laughs> per meal vouchers. And if you look at it, it's like ten dollars, and then there's a checkbox, and it's like lunch, breakfast, dinner, or whatever. Like, good luck <laughs> living on that.
0: Hope hope you like the dollar menu.
2: Hope you like those fucking ketchup packets. Um, <laughs> uh, but he loses them cause uh uh we'll pull up the actor. He's Oh gr- Kumar Pallana, the dude who was mm-hmm. in, in a ton of Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. Yes. I always
0: I, I, I always call Mr. Little Jeans because of his name <laughs> in Rushmore because I think it's just such a weird <laughs> name.
2: <laughs> it's a wonderful name. I, I always think of him as Pagoda because he stabs Gene Hackman in the stomach. <laughs> <which> <laughs> is pretty wonderful. He's great. Uh, but um, he's uh but i do love but he like steals all of his and doesn't steal. like he's got he's got this shit all over the place while he's trying to get himself together and he winds up this guy throws them all away in front of him and he's like can i look in god bitch he's like no you need an appointment it's like okay okay that's a that's a joke that just doesn't but, work because then like later when he finds him again, he's like, "Do you have an appointment?" He's like, "Yes, appointment Tuesday, nine thirty. Here I am, appointment time." And you're just like, "None of this was super established." But also, and,
0: like, is he really that stupid that he's like, "Oh, that he's going to save that garbage and I can get it back on Tuesday?" <laughs>
2: well, yes. Yeah, that's you're totally right, dude. Like he understands. Like I'm presuming in Carcosia they have dudes that sweep up garbage and throw it <laughs> in a trash can. Like he understands nope.
1: what happens when something goes in a garbage can. He's everywhere <laughs> i mean they keep that like a secret for most of that like you you never really pin down what he does or does not understand even in language like it, it just like goes wherever it likes to just to fit the script
2: yeah exactly like some things he'll know immediately what to do
1: and then other things it's like you might as well have a giant cartoon question mark above his head it, uh, he, th- that meal voucher thing happens by the way because he uh tries to help a spoiled little shit and, like, break something in the fucking... Uh, oh, the suitcase. Suitcase, which you have to be, like... You would have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger to actually puncture that thing like that. I would say he's a little bit of a... She is a bit of... You know, she's, like spoiled she's like daddy broke my
2: thing or whatever but you know what keep your and I'm gonna be a little racist here because it's a fake country keep your dirty Krakosian hands <laughs> off my goddamn suitcase okay well he's just trying to help people dude that's the thing he's just a big lovable puppy dog that you know wants to help anyone but also like yeah where is the super strength coming from he decimates that suitcase he's I've never like, seen anything like it he's Shrek
0: dude and he's just <laughs> he's sad to be away from the swamp of Krakosha <laughs>
2: Um, so this is like, yeah, he, 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 now he has no food, no, nothing. Um, this is what he, does he eat the ketchup packets here? Cause it's really important. <laughs> it's a couple of scenes where he's making, it's like, it's like, it's uh, uh, he's, yeah, he's making condiment sandwiches basically. Cause huh. he's got, and not Triscuits, but, um, Pla- uh, premium, saltines. premium yeah, saltines. brand saltines there. Yeah. And he's just like <clears throat> yellow ketchup on there. Mm. Oh, yellow mustard. Yes, he great. would i guess you'd get this from like a place that serves soup and they just kind of have those around i guess is the idea the crackers are a big mystery to me (laughs) obviously the packets that's anywhere but a box of crackers
1: i don't know what's going on because he's oh you go if they have like a like an island for all of the different like food court places i can imagine them having like a little thing of crackers too
2: okay sure
1: yeah (laughs) you know what
2: though i never saw him get the crackers Chris mm, so he's a, true he's a little Cracker Sue <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tom
2: Hanks is a Cracker Sue Cracker he, Sue brand crackers
0: he yeah, uh, Far but, uh, was a Cracker Sue as well <laughs> Yes, as well.
2: <laughs> that's the fucking logo for it right it's like Cracker Sue brand crackers they're the whitest
1: <laughs> mayonnaise <laughs> flavored uh, crackers that's right <laughs>
2: Or the, the the uh cracker sue they succeed. Um, they um, yeah.
0: like Jared Kushner's one.
2: I, I loved I love premium uh, saltines back in grade school when you forgot your lunch. They, the lunch lady would make you a plate of uh, salt, uh, premium saltines with peanut butter in between them. And sometimes wow. I'd have a shitty lunch. I'd be like, "Fuck this!" You throw it in the garbage. Like, forgot my lunch. So
0: wow! Did, really? You, you couldn't? Uh, not, is that the free lunch, or could you buy lunch at one of your weird, weirdo Catholic schools?
2: They very, at least in grade school, it's very rare to be able to buy lunch. Uh, like oh, There's okay. certain days. There's like a taco day, and you you need a slip. It was, it was speaking of bureaucracy. You'd have to like put put down how many tacos you wanted. And that was, oh, like, but weird. then you had, to, you had to pay cash money in grade school. Uh, you'd pay in advance so that they ordered it, and then wow. You
1: know, Where's your money? Say that. Oh, you oh. want your chicken sandwich? <laughs>
2: oh you want to wear jeans? I huh, say that that'll cost you a dollar. <laughs> it's a real thing. You have to dress down day, dude. You want to wear regular clothes? Let's see a fucking dollar. That's re- 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 little hands.
0: Oh, us uh, scuzzy Catholics. That's mm-hmm. really awful. Now well, we know why the Vatican's covered in gold. <laughs> it's all <laughs> the dress down day money. <laughs> <laughs> it goes straight to the Pope. <laughs> So, like, he makes a, uh, uh,
2: like, a, a, a makeshift sleeping area for himself in this abandoned part but of the airport. And it's the abandoned part of the airport, but there's got to be somebody anywhere near. Because he is slamming and slamming. And, like, somebody's like, excuse me, sir, are you Okay. It's it's
0: one thing to be an abandoned part of the airport, but this is like a fucking Scooby Doo set. Like, why is why there's still chairs there that are like half torn apart? Like, I feel like they would have demoed some of this if they were actually containing this area.
2: I think you're right, because later when he somehow just gets a job with Uh. this contracting team and he's like, you know, where are you working? And he's like, oh, he says Terminal 67 or whatever. And the the foreman is like, Terminal 67, we're not going to be out there for 10 months. And I'm like, "Okay, so like if this is all plotted out and you have a timeline for when you're going to be renovating this part, like. Why would that shit all be there? Like it does just look like an abandoned, like haunted mansion huh. or something. Huh.
1: Terminal sixty-seven? Well, that makes no sense. What the hell are you
0: talking about? You're hired.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Terminal sixty-seven, isn't that where that little girl got ran over by that baggage cart so many years ago?
0: <laughs> she went under the wheels. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, so Tucci finds out from uh, not Jackie Gleason here that uh, he's up for acting field commissioner. Uh, just barring like some people have to come in and evaluate him, which will be very not important later. Well, it's and like a this police is- academy movie. All right, yeah <laughs> Two weeks. Here comes the big fucking promotion, and and we're going to make sure nothing goes. I'm surprised this doesn't end with like c- Tucci with a cake on his head. Totally. I mean, it (laughs) kind of would have been a better movie if it did. But yeah, like those rascally kids from Chuggalug House are going (laughs) to fuck over Stanley Tucci. This is also where there's a fucking terrible like he's trying to show this boss like how great he is at this job and he comes in like swinging dick like ready to go because the guy it's one of those like it's your job to lose kind of a thing. And he goes, uh, tell the parents from those kids from Long Island that they shouldn't have gone to Jamaica yeah. and like holds up <laughs> this huge bag of weed you're sure. just like man I guess you did it again dude you beautiful minded another fucking group of travelers I
0: do love his boss it's a real Joe don't Baker <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know what? Sometimes those don't work, but that time it really worked. Oh, that good. was that was perfect, dude. That was the square peg in the square hole. That was excellent.
0: <laughs> but the thing is, I don't even care if they work anymore.
2: <laughs> oh, we know. You uh, <laughs> do see him like kind of bathe a little bit in the sink, oh, which dude. I mean, like, here is the thing: later on in the movie, when he like gets a Yuko boss suit and all this shit, uh. he smells like shit because he's not taking real showers, he's not washing his taint, like, that doesn't go away. You can fucking put as much soap in your underarms as you want. Your balls smell like shit. (laughs) That is a
1: great point. I'm saying no asshole washing here. Exactly. At all. Not at at all. It's
2: wild, dude. Like, before he gets to that jazz club at the end of the movie, he better check into that Ramada and fucking (laughs) power wash that chocolate
0: starfish. You know what, It it might be like, even more primitive than we realize. Like, maybe he's just like scooping his hand into the toilet (laughs) bowl and like splashing (laughs) his ass, like trying to get a bidet action going. Oh, that
2: could be. This
0: is a Krakosian bidet. (laughs) I mean, it wouldn't be that bad if like he knows because he's in the fucking terminal for nine months. Like he'll know like when the bathroom is freshly cleaned. Right,
2: exactly. I don't know. I, mean, I feel like if you put that fucking harsh pink airport uh, air, airport soap on your taint. It, something's not going right. Yeah, that's there's gonna be a reaction there, and not the kind you want, dude. Just use like,
0: duty free vodka.
2: Oh, oh, I've been bathing in vodka for nine months. I'm perfectly <laughs> but, pickled
0: now. Oh yes, I've been butt chugging.
2: <laughs> oh, there it is. I
0: chugged the butt.
2: Uh, the other thing about the way he takes a bath in this sink is like, because again, like he. Is it, it, we're told a person with all of his faculties, right? So, like, there's not an ounce of, like, uh, embarrassment while he's doing this. Like, he is fucking shoving water into his armpit, splashing it all over his chest and everything. And people are, like, coming in and out of the bathroom. And there's never a moment where he's like, oh,
0: God, this is humiliating. He's a I
2: human li- Beethoven at this point. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I exactly.
0: Think I, I think it's like, oh, they're so fucking poor that this is probably what they do.
2: Yeah, oh, <laughs> this is the best shower this
0: guy's ever had. Yeah. <laughs> it's America, at least.
2: Uh, and then in, in classic America, by the way, fashion, Tucci is like, they spot him the next morning because the guy is like, there's a man in the bathroom walking through the concourse and it's obviously Tom Hanks. You and he's immediately from a mile yeah, away. Totally <laughs> smell vision on the security camera.
1: People are just falling down around him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're dropping like flies out there.
1: <laughs> but he is immediately suspicious of him because he
2: didn't try to escape yes and again that's like why didn't that guy break the law something funny about that and again like okay so that oh he's not going to break the law you know what let me get this guy an immigration lawyer you know he'll just go into that system and it won't be my problem but then he's like no hey uh mr uh mr nevorsky guess what at four o'clock today there will be no one guarding that door and it's yep. like okay and he's like yep you could just walk out, walk to, is it gold New York? It's like, yes, you go New York. Uh, and he, like, kind of <laughs> waits for him. And then at this point, he does not do that. Right. This is where he's, yeah, he's trying to literally trick him because if he goes through those doors, Tucci can have him arrested. And then this is the whole, like, now he's somebody else's problem. But instead, it's like this five minute scene where we are playing grab ass with the security
1: camera. And why is he acting like snively whiplash? Yeah. Like, it, it just makes no sense. Like, if I, Making him boring would make more sense, honestly.
2: Well, if he's boring, then it's like you can fold that into maybe he changes over the movie and it's a little more natural of a, well, now I'm going to let him go at the end of it kind of a thing. Yeah. Versus this, where like, yeah, that change is like totally unwarranted. Like, because Tucci's character ch- stays the exact same throughout the movie. He just gets darker, actually. Yeah, it gets fucking worse. He, like, roughs him up at one point. Yeah. And, like, you know, in true fucking American bureaucratic fashion, like, this guy does not lose that promotion. He's still totally employed for the, you know, airport agency. Like, it's just mm-hmm. a bit too much but with you, this Tucci. You could, you
0: could take solace in the fact that he makes very little money, apparently.
2: Oh right. Yeah, uh, we get a, a peek into his finances.
0: Cause eventually when well, I mean, we already mentioned that Victor Nanorsky ended up uh doing construction work for this company within the airport, making $19 an hour, which is Stanley Tucci says, is more than he makes.
2: And then the the cop there is like, Well, that's New York construction for you, like or whatever the line is. Um uh, so we're introduced to Katherine Zeta Jones around here. Uh she is a uh flight attendant uh international flight attendant she's a real jet setter uh goes by the name of what in this movie Amelia Amelia that's right yeah 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 oh,
0: man it's <laughs> <laughs> a bad name for an airport
2: <laughs> yeah yeah for totally Dude, you don't want to be around planes <laughs> yeah exactly um, um she's not a, great in this movie and i think no she has bad chemistry with tom hanks and it kind of spoils the movie quite a bit like it should you could almost imagine this being a fun romantic comedy if they could stand each other, and it's pretty clear that for, they can.
1: For every scene so far, he's either been a baby or a cartoon moose. <laughs> um, so, yeah. like when you're like, "Hey," he also kind of has the hots for like, and he's stalking her. Like yes. before, he's just like having like little fantasies while he's shoving premium crackers. Covered in mustard into his mouth. (laughs) It's disgusting. And like, it just makes no sense when this becomes a bigger deal in the fucking middle of this movie. Yeah. Um, So he just like
2: sort of gets a glance at her. Oh, he stops her. Uh, or her heel breaks. That's what it is. That's how oh, they meet. Ho, ho. Birthday oh, birthday for Victor. Oh, first <laughs> I have heel of shoe and eventually maybe I have all of shoe too. Hey, Sniff. <laughs> hey Gupta, if that goes in garbage, that become mine. That's my shoe garbage, Gupta. Stay away. Uh, six quarters, you show me tootsies. <laughs> six quarters for tootsies. Okay, Amelia, how about this deal? This very great deal. I give you six ketchup packets, <laughs> you show me one foot. <laughs> You show me one of those pretty little tootsies. Oh, yes. all oh, the ketchup packets you want. Oh,
0: this little ketchup packet went to
2: market. <laughs> Gupta, she dangles she not know about. <laughs> she dangles she not know about. <laughs> yes, I little worm. My
0: little worm for oh. you. Oh. <laughs> little worm. Look at my maggot. <laughs> Karkoshan expression. Dick cheese. <laughs> Yeah, that one's
2: pretty universal there, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got that here too, Victor. You know what? We're all kind of the same. Speaking of dick cheese, by the way, we uh, we have like Snigma. a, the, oh, there is a, there's a separate scene that one of the few in this movie uh, that doesn't include either Tom Hanks or Stanley Tucci. And it's Gupta hanging out with Shy McBride as Mulroy. And Diego Luna as Enrique and now Mulroy is like a dude who works in like the baggage area of the airport mm-hmm. and Enrique drives like food service around to different things um and Gupta's trying to tell like it's a totally dumb thing that goes nowhere that Victor uh, uh, Gupta is convinced that Victor is CIA, which will play right. into nothing later. Um, oh, but this is also around when it's he's figured out the quarters. <laughs> Well, but yeah, there's. I, I don't remember this. I mean, this is maybe something that happened in the early aughts. But like, if you these, what are these carts even for? I'm confused. They're for like carrying your bags and. Shit. Got it.
1: And yeah. people yeah, who from, will
0: re- return them will get a quarter. Right. I guess from the baggage area to you, the street, you use these.
1: Well, you put a, you would put the quarter in to get one, and then when you return it, you get your quarter back. God. So he's basically, like, finding all the ones that people just leave around, yeah. which is something I would definitely do because it's a quarter.
2: Well, because also he doesn't, that way he
1: does starve to death. So that's kind of good. They, they do this with shopping carts in uh, Germany.
2: Oh, oh. really? Yeah. Like, as
1: an incentive to be a human being and put something away? Or just bring your own bag to do everything. Ah, uh, oh, gotcha. He gotcha. gets
2: 75 cents and he goes to Burger King. Go oh, okay. Let's get into it. <laughs> he gets 75 cents, goes to Burger King, and gets like a single hamburger. And it gets you c- a penny back. <laughs> <laughs> Not that even in just- 2004, dude. Like, eat my shit. That's what, the, that's what 75 cents will get you for Burger King. They'll say, eat my shit just, you know They're just shit serving sandwich. him
0: a bun and spit, I think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... It's one of the most unbelievable parts of this movie. I was like, 74 cents for a cheeseburger at Burger King in 2004 in an airport that's also in New York City. I do not think maybe, so.
1: Maybe that's the only way they could do a promotion. Like, they didn't have a Terminal Burger. Uh, so they were like, hey, how about you, you know, those pieces of shit, the little tiny hamburger, 74 cents. Yeah, I don't know if I would uh,
2: have the Terminal Burger at Burger King. <laughs> yeah, let me get the uh, murderer there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll have a, a heart stopper,
2: uh, or it's like new from Burger King to tie into the big summer release, the new Steven Spielberg movie, The Terminal. It's the Terminal Burger. You can get it at any Burger King location, and it's actually like you're eating at the airport, which is to say, it's cold, stale, and they fucked up what you want on it. <laughs> You'll be shitting immediately. <laughs> Uh, yeah a, not not a, not a big seller I, no, think. No, I don't and think this, so <laughs> This is when Stanley Tucci's like grr he's figured out the quarters And like he starts really getting money And he's like doing all this stuff So he, uh, Stanley Tucci cuts off his only means to survive Dude.
1: What a scumbag. Uh, Overnight puts out the call for a new position, hires some, but like it's within 36 hours that this fat guy takes over for carts. <laughs> but also yeah. like you
2: you now like oh supervisor like, "Oh, so we we have a new $34,000 a year uh job here. What is this? Oh, it's a it's a guy that uh g- takes the carts. <laughs> Oh, but don't people did it. No, well, we had this guy uh, who I've been imprisoning. Uh, this is—he was actually uh, manipulating that system to, to sort of stop him and to starve him to death on the airport grounds. I've uh, hired this man
1: for thirty-four grand a year. I, I, I have entered myself into a blood grudge uh, with this man, this innocent, uh, and I, I will see it to the end, sir. It's also
2: important to note that it's around here when he starts getting all these quarters and, you know, one, you see he goes from that shitty fake 74 cent terminal burger to a double Whopper value meal. Oh, so you can tell he's like moving on up kind of. But then also he buys uh, it's some sort of like tourist guide or something. And it's like. An English language version of it and then whatever is Slavic fake language he speaks. And so that's how he teaches himself better English is like cross referencing the two books. He's reading like an ad about friends being set in New York or whatever. And so you just see it's that's the only t- it's like a two second thing like oh this is how he's going to speak way better in the very next scene don't it worry is, about oh, it it is
0: so weird him just learning English at least have him go to Hudson News and get like a Russian to English thing like just make him speak sense. Russian former satellite state probably or so yeah. why not or if,
2: you know the difference would be like a couple of letters in their alphabet probably And maybe you know who- he's planting himself for the TV watching it that would be something yeah
1: maybe but like also do you know who are in airports all the time journalists. And if you get one guy to talk to him who knows his language at all, you have a fucking Ooh. story that will
0: kill you. Good call, Chris Cabin. That is the Snowden maneuver.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: Let, okay, let me get... I'm learning English. Okay, uh, right Aid in airport. Can I have a uh, loofah loofah for balls? Loofah <laughs> for my testicles.
0: Do You have the butt spray. The butt spray. I need ass spray.
2: <laughs> Axe body spray. How much? I am job.
0: <laughs> that comes later, actually.
2: But you're right. Like though no, and, and that's I, I kind of imagine that's how this movie could have ended, is like some journalist like finds him and she, like that that's actually a better move for Catherine Zeta Jones if she's a journalist instead of this uh uh, flight, flight attendant. attendant yeah she's that, just that like is, a journalist and she like gets interested in this story and she breaks it and she solves the case and the whole city rallies behind victor yada 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 that could still be nice but at least it makes some sense
0: yes it would actually give her character something to do instead of being this like put upon flight attendant who sleeps with married men this is just, the characterization and that's it we don't go beyond that it,
1: no, no it's just kissing michael nori that's your whole fucking job for the first half of this movie <laughs> it's yeah, a job who, i'll take
0: good work <laughs> who is video. this guy by the way,
2: Kevin? <laughs>
1: he, He's the he's in like every law and order iteration there is, but he's also the hunky fucking boyfriend from Flashdance and he's Kyle MacLachlan's partner in The Hidden.
2: You know, I've never gotten around to The Hidden. Is that worth it? Yes. Really? Uh, Oh, I guess I've seen him in. uh, I don't remember him
1: in, but I've seen him in the film The Proposal. I feel like he might have been like a guy that Samantha bangs in Sex in the City, but I can't be completely sure. He's just about like a that. handsome guy that pops up and stuff. Yeah. And he, he's, gotcha. age, he's aging well. He's a silver fox in this movie.
2: Uh, so they're like making out on the tarmac after uh, Victor's like, Oh, Hugo, pay less shoes. It's good for you for feet. And she's like, Great. Um. You have to take care of such precious feet. <laughs> 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 and then, like, she, she's a flight attendant. So she comes to the airport quite often. The next time she's calling him, like, I just got here from Rome. It took me, like, three flights to get there for 40 hours. And you're canceling on me to go to a barbecue? Well, again, like, sorry, lady. He's <laughs> married to someone else. Like, and it's there's, there's some insane, like, most of her dialogue in this movie is her, like, talking about how she thinks she's such a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. and how she's, like, worthless in every way. And one of those is like, oh, and I am I know that he's married, and I'm not even trying to break up his marriage. I'm trying to tell him to go back to her and get counseling. And I'm like, what character
0: is this? In home home country, we would stone you with brick.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is what revolution is about. Prime minister have a fair. We hang him in square.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The funniest thing about that barbecue fight is that she's like, you know, that wife of yours, she doesn't even like fireworks. And I'm like, are you good talking about firework love in Dude. between your fuck sessions? What's going on here?
2: Oh god. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ, my wife hates fireworks. Oh <laughs> She's the best thing I've h- ever heard.
0: <laughs> she was hides under the bed during her-
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I gotta tell you also, after I mean, there was some, we're recording this, I should say, on July the sixth of 2020. Uh we had Absolute mania here in the city with fireworks on July 4th. And the fact that she like said that line like, oh, your wife, you know, she even hates fireworks. I was like, yeah, that's a quality in the positive column for this wife. Well, because, because f- fireworks are terrible. Well, because she has to wear a thunder shirt every time. Though. <laughs> <laughs> it's, really tough. it's tough. Uh, but so she's like sobbing And like Dvorsky is like Listening to her Like she's not on airport phone He's next to it Trying to do a fake phone call thing God and, damn this is bad And she's like You're a fucking creep And he's like No no I'm on the phone And she t- pulls off a sticker That says mm-hmm. like The phone is out of order Sticks it to him Is like, And she's
0: like By the way you're masturbating Right <laughs>
2: Could you put your dick away, please? Did you ever see multiple Migs Silence of Lambs? Ka-chak! <laughs> that guy was actually Mayor of Carcosia for several years Look at the blood Mayor multiple Migs <laughs> Brought about Great healthcare for Carcosia. <laughs> Oh, around here we learn that Diego Luna's a fucking creep, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, because uh, every day uh, Victor goes to uh, the Immigration Bureau in, or whatever the hell, uh, Customs, again, to try and get his, like, a, a day pass or, or, a, or a, a, his visa stamped. But every day Zoe Saldana, welcome to the movie, has to stamp it rejected. And she, like, keeps telling him to get the fuck out of her face, but she's really nice. Um, but the whole thing is like, you know, Diego Luna's like, all right, dude, here's the deal. When you go into that office every day and get rejected, I need you to start asking her shit about herself so I can learn more about her. And in return, if you tell me all of her little factoids, I'll give you like free food from the service card or whatever. That's again, this is how you make a bargain with Garfield, not a fucking <laughs> yeah. human man with feelings.
0: <laughs> This is just so stupid, too. Like, he's going to woo her with these tidbits.
2: Also, I'm sorry. Like, food for information? That's prison. <laughs> like, replace that sandwich with a carton of cigarettes? That's definitely prison. Nothing is cute about it. Yes, and you're right, Eric. Like she, He's just, like, catfishing her from long distance.
1: Yeah. It's like a reverse Serrano de Bergerac. Like, it's like the goofy person comes up for the hot Diego Luna. <laughs> totally. like, it doesn't make any sense.
0: How could you trust anything Victor tells you? Like, oh really? She likes to eat shit off of a plate. Like, 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 I mean what in Victor's broken English, how is it gonna translate? She loved movies by Dusan Myakiev. Oh
2: my god.
1: Her favorite film is Sweet Movie.
2: (laughs) You watch the Sweet Movie, you'll see. It's very sexy. Also, someone take a definite dump in film. (laughs) Uh, oh well he finds out hilariously that she's a trekkie uh and who had a boyfriend but he cheated on her oh that this is the uh the IMDB writer about to write that tribute oh Jesus do you know that she, she's like the move in this movie but then later on she's in the dogemon stop everything <laughs> oh! That's good trivia.
0: Also, could you imagine a girl like in Star Trek? Oh my god! Fifteen up votes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, that was that interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, I found that interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, say interesting. Thumbs up for that.
2: Oh, you know, you connected the the easiest part of the movie to the easiest part of her career.
1: Pretty interesting. Oh, oh you're right. There is an episode <laughs> title in this movie. Good work. to get a, a <laughs> thumbs up. A thumbs up for you. One of my uh,
2: favorite interactions between Tom Hanks and Stanley Tucci in this movie is right here when uh, Tucci's like, all right, Victor, I have a way out for you. And it's asylum. All you have to do, Mr. Thompson, is say that you're <laughs> afraid to go back to your country. Now, just what are you afraid of? And he's like, uh, and they just have this like back and forth or whatever. And then the conversation ends with him like, no, you have to tell me. What you're scared of. You know what? Never mind. And he's like, well, I'm afraid of ghosts. Uh, Draculia, the wolf man. He's like listing monsters
0: that he's afraid of. Those are actual... Animals back in Krakow, though.
2: <laughs> I do love that he pronounces it Draculia. By the way,
0: yes, but I also, live.
1: I live with Wolfman in the Terminal Sixty Seven. <laughs> the,
0: the idea of asylum came up months into this. Exactly. Yeah, and
2: exactly. like, and it, like, he invented the idea. And also, the thing is, like, Tom Hanks later in the movie, when when he especially he's dealing with the Russian guy, is shown to be this savvy operator. Like, but here he's like. Just say the word and you get asylum and then you can like, you know, do whatever you need to do in America. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not afraid of Krakosia, Krakosia, friend. I like puppy dog ice cream. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dude, it can't be both. He can't like he should be able to figure his way is reason his way out of this situation do, as opposed exactly. to
1: exactly. Don't do we watch Blue's Clothes next? <laughs>
0: yeah, he's like a, he's a 40 plus year old man and he's got zero opinion on the fucking political strife within his own nation.
2: Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, fighting bad. Oh, but Carco's good. <laughs> people fighting in Karkosia also from Karkosia? Mmm, my head hurt. Time for ketchup packet.
0: I, they shoot my grandfather in head again. Uh-oh. Well, that's Krakosia. Love it or leave it.
2: <laughs> well, as Krakosian Orthodox Jew, my people are uh, very persecuted. What's that, Victor? Oh, nothing. And they, I say nothing. No,
1: Let's have more Sabaro. <laughs>
2: uh, so... He's, he's got this deal with Diego Luna. He becomes friends with him. That kind of gets him in with Shy McBride as well. Uh, they go to this poker game. Oh, dude, what are we doing here in this scene? It is really something. We have such highlights as it's midnight and we're all just still at work playing cards. Again, at an airport, I don't think so. Like, they've been there all day. I don't think the airport, especially again, in 2004 is a place where you can just fucking hang after work. It's not a Barnes and Nobles where you could like just get drunk afterwards.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not seeing any like military officers anywhere. Yeah, we're all the dudes with the machine guns. This is America. It's just Barry Shabaka Henley
2: and a couple of other people. And that's it. Good call referencing Barry Shabaka Henley, by the way. I fucking love that dude, and he's like the the number two to Stanley Tucci, basically. Yeah. Um he's credited as Thurman. I mean, I don't know if we ever actually see his name in the movie anywhere, but like fucking love that dude, man. He's in uh, collateral among other. Oh, he's, yeah. Most recently I saw him in um, Dolomite is my name for a hot second. He's in that movie. And he's doing, he's actually doing a really good job with this because he's very like sympathetic towards Victor, but also like it's his job. So he like, he does hold the line for Tucci as well. Yeah. But I, I love, so the scene is like, Victor gets invited to this poker game uh, by Diego Luna, and Gupta previously was like, he's a spy, we're afraid of him, he's a spy. Uh, and he's like, well, the only way to find out he's not a spy, and it's a silly scene where he goes through a, ba- a baggage inspection x-ray. Huh. Dude, yeah. oh, oh, I have cancer now, excellent, ta-da! <laughs> totally, he should be coming out the other side of it, holding his little planner's peanuts can while his teeth fall out of his mouth. <laughs> It's um, fucking so insane.
1: Everything hurt all over body now,
2: and they're uh, they're playing poker for un, uh, un un what do you call it? There unclaimed, unclaimed items, claimed, and, uh, yeah. items, yeah, items that the lost, and the found. lost
0: and found that no one picked up.
2: Yeah, yes, and it's a there's a there's a, a marlin swordfish kind of a thing. That's fun, yep. and we end at the end of the night. All right, gentlemen, oh. here comes the prize piece for tonight and he Diego Luna pulls out under ladies underwear and he's like it's shared panties. and everyone's like oh fuck shy mcbride by the way there's some darkness behind this character <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely cuz he's like ready to fucking like just bolt with them right then and there but i want to know what else is got like this dude would have had a great uh dvd supplemental like spin-off 45 minute film where like Because there's that shit, but then also later, when they break into, I guess you're supposed to believe is the airline records office that Catherine Zeta-Jones' character works for or whatever, and they pull out her file, and he's got some line about like, oh yeah, Victor, you gotta be be careful when you're messing with these flight attendants. I think it's something with the time zones, it fucks up their biological clock, they're horny all the time, Mm -hmm. and I'm like... What is that story?
1: Like, where did you base that information on? Well, that's just because he has, like, a flight attendant fetish.
0: Mm. I want to see it. That Put that in as supplemental material in the but movie. This whole panty thing is insane because Victor's like, how about we share a panty? We, sn- we each sniff and pass along. <laughs> and then-
2: okay. Monday, Wednesday, <laughs> panties are with me. Tuesday, Thursday, they go to Gupta, every other Friday, Shine McBride take for weekend, Diego Luna, you get every third Thursday. <laughs> and also rule number one of Panty Club, no come on panties. Rule number two of panty club, no come on panties. <laughs> and the thing about it is that's it's crucial because then what would happen yeah. is they'd have to wash them. And once you wash them, oh, of course. now oh. it's just a
1: pair of panties. Oh. You know what I mean? What a waste I think- of time. I think it ends up being more of a treasure of the Sierra Madre situation. Because <laughs> Shy, McGri- Shy McBride, is after uh, Victor says, like, oh, we all share. He's like, I'm not sharing those. I get yes. those. Right. <laughs> them. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's going to bury them out in the middle of the desert and go and see them every once in a while and smell them and jerk off into them.
0: Yeah. Every five years
2: I go out in the desert, dig up that shoe box, give myself just one whiff. I keep it to one. He's and too- then I put it back in the box, and bury it, and I leave
1: for another fucking year. He's years. telling his wife he's going to visit his brother. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going fishing.
1: Yeah. In the desert. It's is yeah. two nights in the cabin with the share panties. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you believe in love? love. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can yeah, really I do. in my heart. not know me, <laughs> if i could turn back time i'd have another day with you panties <laughs> <laughs> oh man so uh whatever the By big way, Sh- comes shy
2: McBride with- is fourth huh? build in this movie fourth build oh interesting it's it's, it's 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 hanks uh zeta jones tucci and then shy mcbride who has like seven lines i yeah. guess it makes sense though as far as the star power yeah that's it's- true luna wasn't that big yet no yeah exactly um Sorry. so oh so now is it's the um so the the big day comes where Tuji's getting like evaluated by people like so he's walking around the the airport this is where he fucking sees this dude with like a bag of walnuts and he's like yep drug dealer watch this everybody <laughs> cuz it's like oh uh, what wh- what are those walnuts for us? oh for my mother-in-law he's like oh yeah let me just kind of have one and he cracks it up, with there's drugs in there and he's like yeah
1: guy had no wedding ring and he's not buying them for his mother-in-law <laughs> just <laughs> cut to it's, martin cut to martin freeman nodding a lot <laughs> i mean yeah cuz
2: it's that dumbass like oh they said they were uh for his mother in law but he's not wearing a ring and who's doing something for their ex mother in law and i'm like man i did not anticipate mother in law jokes being squeezed into this movie well that that's how he cracks the case every time is an old tired dad joke <laughs> yeah i <laughs> mean totally it, right. it fits
0: the whole capra narrative right yeah Yeah. So this is the
2: big like, oh, man, there's a dude from Russia freaking out right now. We stopped him with a bunch of medication, but we can't talk to him. And there's a big scene. And, you know, this is where... like it's Tucci's time to shine right here. Like this is his promotion to lose, so he knows. Like, oh, I'll go get Victor, who I have in other custody right now, because I'm trying to get him sent to a federal prison. <laughs> That's like a crazy phone call that he has for two well, seconds, and I firmly believe that the guy on the other end tells him to go fuck himself and hangs up the phone.
1: Well, because he found out he makes ninety. The, the 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 C where he finds I made nineteen dollars an hour, so he puts him in prison for yep. joining yeah. the union.
0: You yeah. should <laughs> quickly mention that, like. I guess this was Victor's job back in Krakosha because he could build walls and shit so well.
2: Yeah, he says he's a contractor. He also tries to get a job at the Discovery Channel store. That's a lot of fun. There's a whole montage where he's going through an airport taking help-wanted signs out of the window. Like, that doesn't happen at airports. (laughs) (laughs) How the fuck have you ever seen a help-wanted sign at an
0: airport? You know what? I'm boarding a flight to Sacramento in five (laughs) minutes, but, you know, maybe I do want to work at the fucking... uh, (laughs) jamba juice at jfk give it all up
1: give it all up abandon your life and work at the baskin robbins on floor two (laughs) i mean like this is a thing
2: you know like yeah there's all like chain stores and shit in airports but like i don't think it works this way like it has to be either like an agency or it's like if you get transferred from another footlocker and you're going to the airport footlocker because there's like background checks that are involved obviously because it's an airport and well, he winds up th- and he keeps failing because they're like where do you live he's like i live in airport is easy <laughs> and they're like oh you also you smell
0: <laughs> <laughs> but with the discovery channel story the guy's like well you have like a phone number or anything he runs out to the payphone and he's like okay payphone number this i sit there i don't go pee pee poo poo all day and i wait for you to call
1: this is five minutes you could have cut from this movie. Yeah. Like, a, yep. put me down to a, a lean fucking 100 minutes, if anything.
0: This just, this movie, like,
1: written and constructed by out of touch rich people, it's like, no, you're not just bringing a
2: help wanted sign in from a window and asking well, for a job at a duty well, free store. You know
0: what? This movie shows you how it works. Okay, you could pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Mm. And mm. A hardworking immigrant lands mm-hmm. in a fucking airport, and he can just make build the airport for $19 an hour. Yes, and
2: yeah, he's being held <laughs> against his will, but you know, hustle a little bit. If you're in ICE detention, just
1: hustle a little bit. Yeah. Start a
2: little a lemonade stand. Yeah. I don't know. Hustle.
1: <laughs> so you're gonna yeah, get thirsty. So your quarter job went away? So what? Find another one. <laughs> so he got kicked out of a construction union all of a sudden? Go work for fucking Discovery Channel Zone. No, he's got ketchup packets. He's fine,
2: okay? He likes them. <laughs> he likes to
1: eat ketchup, okay, Tucker?
0: But My I- favorite food is ketchup packets.
1: I know it'd be rude as hell, but like if I saw some guy just eating a tower of premium crackers stuffed with all kinds of condiments, I would not be able to look away. (laughs) I would be hypnotized by this. (laughs) Chris, you miss your flight? Yeah. No, you don't understand. The the Hellman's and the the mustard. Well, there's uh, only three of us
2: at the show tonight because uh, Chris missed his plane staring at a man eating mayonnaise off a cracker.
1: I'm Skyping it and showing the picture of the guy with the crackers.
2: He's still doing it. Uh, oh, so anyway, Tucci goes... To, this is a hilarious scene. Tucci goes to get uh, uh, Victor out of uh, federal holding or whatever, and he's just like... He goes into the room screaming his name, and it's like, oh, I'm right here, <laughs> taking a shit in this movie. Kind uh, of a funny gag. This is when... And the guy... This guy... And it's, it, it, the movie gets dark. The guy's like holding something against his own neck. He's ready to kill himself. I believe it, it looks quite a bit like a box cutter, mm. does it not? Yeah, it's something... And, like, you know, all these people are, like, trying to, like, calm him down. Victor comes up. He talks to him in Russian. and What a shock, by the way. It's a bunch of cops making this dude freak the fuck out. (laughs) And the only problem, such as it is, really, is that they can't communicate with him. Like, wow, weird. They're about to fucking murder this guy. And this is when he finds out it's medicine for his dad and blah, blah, blah. And uh, But he realizes, Victor does, that they won't let him keep the medicine for his father but if it's for a goat it's uh, it'll all work out mm-hmm. so this what i is love
0: what... what i love about this fucking scene is it's like he bought this this russian dude bought the drugs in canada where yep. i'm pretty sure they speak english look at the fucking pill bottle
2: <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> it could be in french possibly but oh maybe i guess but unlikely so, you you're right you're right eric
0: just like if you look at the pill bottle you could tell him it's for human or animal <laughs> but you don't need the Crocotian to tell you this.
2: <laughs> and he's like, oh no, he medicine for goat. And and Stanley's just like, you have been studying the manual, haven't you? You know that if it's for a goat, he gets to keep the medicine, but if it's not, it's not. And then the guy just goes, goat! And like, in this like, overly emotional scene and he's released and he gets to keep his beloved medicine and,
1: and, and fucking Tucci takes a, a nervous norvesky by the fucking neck, like he's about to do a suplex on him. Yeah, he puts his hands on him right here. It's insane. And and but this also is how the uh uh hand Xerox is made oh, that becomes right. the calling card of the hero victor,
2: <laughs> which like they don't even do anything with it, dude. That you like, you see it. At, like, the ass end of the movie, it starts, like, being papered everywhere as, like, a symbol of Victor. And then you realize by the end of the movie, like, everybody in the airport is aware of this person now and understands the story. And at this point, honestly, if the entire airport staff, all the food service people, fucking security guards, the cops, whatever, all know the plight of this guy, to to highlight something you said again, Chris, like... They will find someone will know a reporter. Someone is going to tell this story, and that's how Stanley Tucci gets screwed over, and that's the end of the movie. But no, 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 it's Robin Hood and JFK, and (laughs) and he's like becomes a legend a bit here. And this is when Catherine. This is like when we firmly shift gears to the romance subplot with captain zeta jones is coming back and forth he's like oh i need to wear you go but he's she's and she's like a total maniac because she meets him with like borders or whatever all right a lot of a lot of borders books in this movie yeah i couldn't believe it they kind of hit it off and she's like you know i just uh broke up with this boyfriend i hate him hey do you want to get dinner and you smell like shit and he's like <laughs> oh oh and she's like yeah we'll go into the city we'll get can alone he's like oh no can go out with you and she's like oh my god i'm gonna kill myself He's like what nothing you know the funny thing by the way i was really surprised that this movie because in the in the scene you're talking about right here this movie skirts uh making a bad gay joke because she's like she says that and he's like no i can't go out with you and she's like oh are you married and he's like no. And she's like, Oh, do you have a girlfriend? And he's like, No. The the third fucking yes. beat of that situation normally, and I guess it was this was more if we were back in the nineties, would be like, oh no. No, of course you're gay yes. I do this all the time yeah. and like it didn't hit that beat and I was like oh I wonder if that was just deleted because <laughs> it <laughs> feels like they were just working their way up to a a very quote-unquote comedically big moment where Catherine Zeta-Jones is like oh you're gay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well,
0: what is her what is her deal that she needs to get stooped every five seconds well, well as Sean great-
2: McBride explains dude it's something about the time zones fair enough (laughs) uh yeah i don't know but this is uh, you know he knows like so like the dinner thing happens and he's like no i can't do it and then she's like uh fine and leaves he then asks like some other girl that's just working at the airport who he calls by the first name as if we're supposed to know this woman but we do not and he's like oh hey agatha or whoever the fuck uh How much does, like, you know, Catalonia cost or something like that? And she's like, well, for a meal in the city, I don't know, like 20 bucks a person. And he's like, $40 for Catalonia. Okay, going to remember, going to remember. Um, Yeah, they break into the office. They find out that the... And I don't know why this would be in this file in a drawer instead of, like, in a computer system in 2004. But they're like, oh, the next time she's coming through the airport is three weeks from now. So he's like, oh, I have three weeks to wash my balls. But this is the whole like he's going to yeah. hugo boss and everything and he's he's rehearsing the lines like want to get bite to eat bite to eat bite to eat uh-huh. like say you know saying it over and over and everything and then like in the middle of all of this is when that dude gupta is like hey man uh i came to america 26 years ago and i can't go back because i tried to murder a
1: cop well anyway <laughs> way, i don't care how much contracted work he's doing he cannot buy a hugo boss suit in the airport that thing's like a million dollars well he He says says something about like he got a hundred some odd he got it for like a hundred and fifty dollars and i
2: was like you did not no absolutely (laughs) not that did not happen this is the lady of the tramp scene again because they're treating all these people like cartoon animals it's like this oh uh victor will be at the airport when she's at the airport and like shy mcbride diego luna and gupta like trick her into meeting him at a terminal somewhere like she they like set that they set the fucking terminal up as if it's the game (laughs) mousetrap because it's like oh there's an obstacle here gotta go this way oh tapes here can't do that and they like they push her around and like almost like hit her with the card at one point all of this crazy stuff just so she can fall directly into his lap which is ridiculous yes that's like how this whole mousetrap game ends
0: if you're doing this just give me that stupid fucking they get together ending. Like, why are we doing this if that's not present? Well,
1: this does seem like something you would do for your brothers in Panties Club. <laughs>
2: that's, <true. laughs> that's
1: rule number three, man. You always got
2: to help a brother out. Absolutely. If, if, if it is an aid of getting more panties. Is yeah. Right. The idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think that um, the Panties Club guys... <laughs> <laughs> worship the uh, Farmer Ted character from Sixteen Candles because that, that's all Anthony Michael Hall is trying to do in that movie. That sounds about right because they've, they've got a big uh, poster of him at there. The, uh, the most famous panty stealer of them all, Farmer Ted. Uh, so yeah, this is they have their dumb lady in the tramp dinner. She's like, oh, I didn't know. What what is the line? She doesn't say el fresco, but she says something about like, oh, I didn't know they had like a dining balcony out here or something like that. And I was like. Because this is like a part of the airport where you're not supposed to be. Again, <laughs> this is a haunted mansion. And uh, like, him on the,
0: I'm sorry, but him on that side of the airport, it's like the fucking Ninja Turtles lair.
2: Yes, you're totally right. It is exactly <laughs> like. Because he does make it up a little bit. There's like lights, and there's like a little. Platform like It is, yeah. Splinter is gonna be there with him. He builds
0: a fountain. He builds like he's like I, some late night plumbing. He does. That's nuts. Why do you That's build a fucking nuts. shower,
2: dude?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Step one: build something to clean those balls. I build. I build fountain for you. It don't work. It don't work.
1: <laughs> I try to stuff pizza into turtle mouth. It die. <laughs> <laughs> it die immediately. <laughs>
0: yeah the rat that is training me, you tell me to do, and it don't work.
2: He's going up to like, uh, his buddies, like he goes up, Diego Luna, he's like, look, here is my new friend, the Raphael, Leonardo, Donatello, and Michelangelo. It's like fucking four dead turtles.
0: I find the toilet. And here is Mr. Panty, the little dummy. I put the panty on head, I kiss the panty. <laughs> oh God. Uh,
2: we haven't mentioned the craziest thing about this Amelia character is that peppered throughout the movie, including in this scene, but also very much elsewhere. She's talking about how obsessed with Napoleon she is. Oh. Pretty fucking crazy, dude.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <not> a <gonna>, <laughs> fucking crazy person. Thing. I mean, if
2: you like all sorts of military history and you have like a little affinity for Napoleon, I'm not going to begrudge you. But if that's all you're reading about, it's
1: a bit nuts. I think the thing is, is that she's just really obsessed with the ABBA song Waterloo. Okay, and wanted to know the whole backstory because it does name check Napoleon.
2: Waterloo, staying at the airport like you want me to. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just it's so it's crazy too because she's like. The first time it comes up is she's buying a huge uh, like biography of Napoleon at Borders, and he's like, ah oh, yes, Napoleon, I know him, very small man. <laughs> and she's like, oh yeah, here's my favorite 15 facts about Napoleon Bonaparte, get ready. And she starts just talking about him and I'm like, what do you need this biography for? <laughs> Why don't you and buy like, a Stephen King book? You're at an airport.
0: If we're trying to lay the ground like oh though, no, she's smarter than you think or something like can she be trying to do something? Like, oh she's gonna become she's gonna go back to school. Like give her some give her character. You're totally
2: right. And in fact, in this dinner scene She confirms that that's definitely not going to happen because this is where she's like, yeah, you know, I'm 39. I tell everybody I'm 33, except the guys who I date, I tell them 27. And I'm like, okay. And then she's like, and, you know, I started working as a flight attendant when I'm 18. And I thought I'd go on to greater things. But it's been too long. And and, and this is it.
0: This is what I am now. I am just a flight attendant.
2: (laughs) You're like. Okay. Great
0: character. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But no, but because it's a like, movie. Can I go on a journey?
2: <laughs> the movie, the movie, though, sort of puts it in the light of it is a bad thing because she's like, and now I'm just going to be a flight attendant forever. So I guess I must be dead. I don't know. It's just like I almost said yeah. integrity. Said, yeah, she she might as well be dead. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's very true though. Like if she like had some other ideas or whatever, or even loved being a flight attendant, that'd be cool. It's like you know what? I'm only I'm, I'm in a, in a different city every night. It's wonderful. All this stuff. I'm not tied down, and maybe that's something she needs to come over. But like, it's also this thing where she's like this bizarre sex slave for this dude because like every time he beeps her, she's got to fucking come running. Yeah, I don't know. And there's this, like, triumphant scene where they throw their beepers away because Tom Hanks has a beeper of his own that Stanley she gets in touch with him with. And then they're like, on three, we throw beeper.
0: I mean, what are they doing giving him a beeper? You know he doesn't know how to use it or what that is.
2: (laughs) He doesn't because when the beeper goes off, the only time in the movie he's, like, screaming into it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> also, which is yeah. dumb again because I'm
2: sorry, a fucking technology from the 1980s. Like, of course, this guy from the Soviet bloc would know what that is. Yeah.
1: Also, don't, didn't the fucking beeper? Didn't like Pataki make that illegal? What do you mean? Like, the, I it's 2004 and you still have this fucking beeper? Like on you your know? in your goddamn desk? The Isn't New York it, State
2: it? government made beepers illegal.
1: <laughs> when <laughs> it was did that joke. happen? I was a joke. Jeez, oh, I, 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 I didn't know. Oh. Well, you didn't you didn't uh, position it as such. I thought you were being serious no, asking. No, no. Pataki he made him legal. They're fine. You can have a beeper. You can all have beepers if oh, you thank, so wish. Thank
0: goodness. <laughs> Legalize it, dude.
2: Can you though? Are we still making beepers? I, th- I mean maybe doctors still have beepers yeah, probably. I think it, I think that's the thing, right? If you're going to I almost said the beeper store. <laughs> uh, if you're going to wherever the fuck you can still get
0: beepers like I guess you, being beeped in this day and age is like an important text.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, um, that's what I'm saying is like you should be able to present, like you should have to present your like medical license. You're like, yeah, I'm definitely a doctor. Uh, well, this, this is what I need a beeper
1: for. Well, drug I mean, dealers have all moved on to the, the burner phone. Yeah, exactly. the superior yeah. of the two items.
0: And, and, but also, yeah.
1: hospital funding is down, you know, so maybe they just have, like, those things you get at restaurants when you're waiting for your reservation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the like fucking like Cheesecake Factory Yeah, just bust, <laughs> get,
1: get those cheap from Cheesecake when they bust, and then, you know. Yeah, you're totally right, dude. Actually,
2: it'd be great if he had one of those in this movie, and it just starts vibrating, and he starts screaming like a maniac. <laughs> two uh, final things to come out of this dinner scene is, one... He clearly explains to her what his situation is. And she is so dense that it's like just right over the head. Still thinking that this guy is just like a jet setting businessman or something. When in fact, part of their dinner conversation is her going or him going, I live in the airport. I literally (laughs) live in airport. Okay, I will draw you a picture of my haunted mansion where I live with Ninja Turtles. By that, (laughs) I mean Dead Turtles.
1: Oh, he must be a rich businessman. I make mural with pentagram on it.
2: <laughs> and The other hilarious thing is at the very end of this scene, man, they throw those beepers, I guess, just out onto the fucking tarmac. Uh, but did you catch this, though? When they do it, it's like, yeah, we threw the beepers. And there is a terribly lame high five right uh-huh. here. Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, that sucks. Dude, it doesn't hold security hit right. What's that? Oh, the high five doesn't even quite hit right.
2: No, they fuck it up too. Well, because they hate it. it's clear that the chemistry is awful in this movie and it's a big problem. But if you like yeah. Homeland Security finds beepers on the tarmac, all flights are canceled tomorrow. It's <laughs> absolutely dude. <laughs> what <laughs> were these things detonating? You know?
0: Doesn't matter for me. <laughs> no, welcome. Have more to- new friends. Look at you friends. You have to stay a night. Look at Victor's
2: new family. <laughs> welcome,
0: Victor World. You know, go nowhere i to my smelly hotel at gate 67. Uh,
2: yeah, so he gets well, we to... Oh, we had to uh, close. Uh, we had to wall up gate 69 for obvious reasons. Uh, everyone just kept 69ing in the yeah. <laughs> Those were the uh, aforementioned obvious reasons. <laughs> which I decided. You may have thought it was a technical malfunction or something. No, no, no. People were literally 69ing.
0: Ran, random strangers that happened upon each other to start 69.
1: Never seen anything like it, Jim. All these delayed people coming in to 69 in this one terminal next to the smelly shit guy.
2: Think about it, Scully. Everyone's 69ing against their will. What if we visited it?
0: And found out the mystery. (laughs) But Mulder, an ocean of sucking and fucking doesn't make sense.
2: Why Mulder? Why would we have to leave for the haunted airport when we can
1: 69 right here in your apartment?
0: Ooh, I like this. Yep. Uh,
1: Better (laughs) episode. Scully, have you ever heard of an airport cult called the (laughs) Sucks?
2: It's at the same airport where they also have the panty club cult.
0: (laughs) They build strange shrines of these weird fountains and then they suck in front of it.
2: Hey, so um, speaking of sucking and fucking the weirdest and most useless scene in this movie that, by the way, clocks in at 128 minutes, that's two hours and eight minutes. Uh, The scene where Diego Luna is like, all right, victor one last time you have to go up to the counter and do something for me and i'm not even kidding you he proposes marriage through
0: this imbecile <laughs>
2: which uh, which is the part and she accepts i don't what? get this part because like have they been on a date yet or no no, no.
0: this is insane
2: the first time he sees or she sees him because he's seeing her a lot. Oh yeah. The first sure. time she sees him is when he's like he's t- taking a sip of the Sbarro soda and sitting there, and she comes up and he turns around and she does "Live Long and Prosper," yeah. and then turns her hand around and she's put the ring on. Are you kidding me? How about you fuck around a little bit and find out? Like you know what I mean? That's what that that's what that saying is for. Is for people to not get married through uh, bizarre immigrants that don't
0: uh, that are introducing them. And does he like Star Trek or is he just using that to get with her? He
2: he does like Star Trek because there's a part where he's like hearing back the responses like Tom Hanks is reading back some of her responses to his questions or whatever. And it comes to light that she is a Trekkie and they meant I don't remember which episode they mentioned, but they mentioned TOS episode. Doomsday Machine. Yes. Thank you. And he fucking loses it. He's like, oh yes, she's a Trekkie. I can't believe it. Blah, blah, blah. So it it is set up or whatever, but, and he is excited about that, but like, yeah,
1: I mean, you never see him actually, he should give the live long and prosper back, which does not happen. It's a little known fact. uh, I believe it's somewhere in the constitution that if you ask somebody a hundred questions, you can marry them. (laughs) Like, well, I know everything
2: about you now. I've played a hundred questions, and now you are obligated to marry me. Yeah, they
0: they upheld that this summer. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Smash cut to a wedding at the fucking airport. Dude, complete with just married and cans dragging behind a fucking... Little golf cart, come on. And this is like elitist horse shit, which does it which is like, oh, all these working class people with these sh- with these jobs just love them and just sit around and talk about their jobs only and they get married there, they fuck there, they play fucking panty poker there. Like, no, these <laughs> people go home to their friends that they actually hang out with. You know what I mean? That's the thing. There's never like a there's never a scene and this would make it interesting, right? It would make victor like feel a little like envy towards these guys when it's like there could be a scene where diego is like clocking out for the day and victor's like where are you going and he's like oh well i'm going home yeah and these you know and then it's like oh this guy gets to leave but i'm stuck here you know anything to set up any of the growing madness that would happen in this guy's mind hey did you get to super bowl last night no i live in airport i watch <laughs> cnn 24 hours a day same anderson <laughs> cooper awesome
1: I do want a very dark scene where like Shy Sh- Sh- McBride kicks Diego Luna out of the panties club because he won't bring Zoe Saldana's panties to them <laughs> Sure.
2: <laughs> sure. Hey, uh, you're going you're definitely gonna share your wife's panties, right? It's
0: <laughs> a so rule. Listen, six we made a penny. deal. When right we, when we founded the, the organization
2: we, all, we are the founding fathers of the jfk panty club i
0: mean we all cut
1: our palms right or was i the only one? Oh crap okay I, I, well i cut my palm and i meant it look you can do whatever you want when you're married right now you're still single as of tomorrow so you gotta steal her panties <laughs> and victor don't think i have forgot about catherine zeta jones i have not forgotten about her either
2: wedding night the panty raid here we go yeah, Gupta, that uh, that older lady you're talking to. I want those two, <laughs> Gupta. Those old lady knickers better be on my desk by end of day tomorrow.
1: I'll put them
0: somewhere safe. <laughs> oh no! Someone, come on, Panty. <laughs> Rule number one and two
2: of Panty Club. Gentlemen, we are dissolving the panty club. So at the end of the movie, or actually at the wedding, uh, everyone is throwing panties at uh, Zoe Saldana (laughs) and uh, and Diego Luna, and he just turns around and he goes well, you've met me at a very strange time in my life. And then,
1: where's my mind starts playing?
0: Perfect. Mm, that's right. And two terminals explode and fall.
1: <laughs> the anti Anne's and the fucking Baja Fresh go up in flames. <laughs> oh, man. So at some point around here,
2: Tucci has Catherine Zeta-Jones taken into custody what to question her. And this comes to nothing, only to sort of dissolve the love subplot. It's It's your classic, was I just a bet? But, yeah, again, like Andrew said, very clearly she's explained to her what his situation is. She's like, so you actually live at the airport? And he's like, yes, I say very clear." <laughs> well, then she's also, like, she has a line. Well, she has a great line to Tucci because he's like, why Victor Noworski? And she goes, that's something a guy like you could never understand. Or, yeah, she says, like, why a guy like Victor Noworski? And she says, that's something a guy like you could never understand, which is like a I love this guy line kind of, but, like, again, we'll come to nothing. She tells him off for, you know, lying to her or whatever, and then, like, uh, she has some line, did you escape from an institution? And it's like, again, why would she say that line? Stanley Tucci clearly told her everything. Like, you know that that's not what happened. And this is when he, the whole movie, he's been carrying around this this fucking can of planters nuts, and you don't know what it is, and he, like, kisses it, and he prays with it. (laughs) He does pray with it. I worship oh. Mr. Peanut. <laughs> My <laughs> eternal God
0: is the bespectacled Mr. Peanut. Yes, he died this past year, but he come again. Uh, resurrect Mr. Peanut, a oh. little baby now.
1: Yeah, at the end he starts talking like like Tom. Hay- he actually is Tom Hanks and takes out a cane and a top hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you don't know what it is, and it's like, oh, what is it? And he's like. This
2: was my father and she's like, "Oh Victor, don't tell me your father's ashes are in that urn." And I'm like, that would make so much more sense if it was yeah. just like father's last wish is be thrown off Brooklyn Bridge for some reason.
0: See, that would make sense if it was just a scatter job.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Classic scatter job, it's, dude, you're right. Yeah. At least has emotional resonance, but he's like, "No, yep. my father growing up Crocosia loved jazz and uh, he collect all of these, he write all of these great jazz musicians in this photo for their autograph, and he finally find out that he got all of them except for one. I have here to get last autograph.
0: That's right. He was the only Krakrosian to like jazz music. He first hear it off American GI radio during <laughs> Big One. Big One.
2: <laughs> oh, yes. Um, yes, that I have is- to say, that photograph is real it's called a great day in harlem and it actually it's accurate what he's talking about right there it was a photo that like they just got like everybody in jazz like i think this was like in the 60s like that's pretty cool they just got everybody and they were like come to harlem we're gonna get everybody like on a on a stoop and like take this huge fucking picture And so it's totally real. And the thing that he's saying here is the dad, I guess, was trying to get the autograph of everybody uh, in the photo. So he'd send something and try to get something back. And the only person that he didn't was a a saxophonist named Benny Golson. He's a real guy um, and is actually the dude. He's playing himself at the end of the movie and i mean it hits like nothing cuz like yeah, it's, i mean i'm so, there's nothing more useless than an autograph i'm sorry like nothing yep. is like and, and yeah it's cool to have etc but like you are
1: enslaving yourself at a fucking airport for what you have to think like a baby though yeah if a baby wanted to, to, wanted to want to do <laughs> there you go see if like it wants the autograph of like the the one that makes her dad happy like yeah I, I get it but it's a baby thing I mean, you know,
2: it's fine and it's not. I don't know. I would have preferred a scatter job because then it's always like you know, you know. Then it's a it's a it's a bigger thing than a fucking lame autograph. Like it matters. It's like you know. Problem
0: with it is it's just so out of left field. Like we've had nothing about jazz until now.
2: Well, see, that's this. Oh man, I hate how. Yeah, there is the one thing where they're like, when he's playing poker and they're like, what's in the the planners' can? What's in the can? And he goes, jazz. And then Shai McBride laughs at him like, okay, yeah, jazz is in your peanut can, whatever. And then so when it's
1: revealed later, you're like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. it would make more sense actually if like the dad was still alive but like couldn't write anymore yes and he was gonna go and come back to his country with the last signature yeah but since if the dad's dead who gives a shit
2: you're totally right if the dad was alive that's totally different and the way you change it is so he's dead fine those are definitely ashes in there and the move is my dad always wanted to emigrate to the united states he could never do it i always told them we'd get here someday sure he died. but And there's like actual weight to this.
0: Right. Or maybe the dad goes to the United States to try to get this au- guy's autograph and dies. And now, Victor Navoisky has to go there to ID the body and then get the
2: last <laughs> autograph. He died and in Times Square like whorehouse. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a uh, last record spinning <laughs> instead yeah. of last flag flying. And he's got to go ID the body.
0: <laughs> By the way, what, what I want in that peanut can is a bunch of snakes. <laughs>
2: I love a prank. Prank are great. Uh, it took me nine months, but I really got you. Now I go home. <laughs> Father killed by angry lump named Belial. <laughs> <laughs> His basket case.
0: Yes, he did not know he was in Chicken House.
2: No. <laughs> uh, they really uncomfortably make out right here. Yes. Uncomfortable uh, for everybody. And it's, you know, in front of this, like, fountain that he has built her. And by the way, missed opportunity here, you know, to work some Spielbergian magic, right, is, like, I was totally expecting when they kissed right there. Because, like, the camera starts pulling back and back. You expect, like, oh, whoops, then magically, like, due to the power of love, like, something starts shaking in the pipes. And then, like, the fountain is working. And it starts flowing, like, while they're kissing. And it's, like, this big cinematic moment. It doesn't happen now. Yeah. She winds no. up. Uh, the next thing, uh, Krakozia actually is no longer under whatever rule it was in. It goes back to whomever. It's back to being Krakozia again. So everything's kind of great. There's a big scene at this bar where everyone in the airport is like celebrating his whole and it's, thing. And by the way, it's uh, it's at an airport, so this is a grill and restaurant. Of course, it is. <laughs> Uh, and, um, she shows up amongst all this fanfare. He's like, Oh, yes, girlfriend, you here. And she's like, Listen, you know, uh, I got you this. It's really important. It's a day pass to go to New York. Go get your fucking autograph and get the fuck out of my country.
0: All oh, right, the dude that she's sleeping with has pull at the State <laughs> Department or some weird shit.
2: Yeah, the the married guy or whatever. the, like works in the government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm dating <laughs> she, Donald Rumsfeld. She fucking Rummy, dude, or what? Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that could be true that she is fucking more. Or the other thing could be true. If you understand?
0: <laughs> yeah, she's fa- the she felled my rummy
1: <laughs> it's the unknown known
2: of what's in my pants all right uh, so i see here you've got a you're looking for a day pass in new york uh what if we came to a different understanding <laughs> what if you got dick cheney's autograph? Is not doing anything for anybody <laughs> dick cheney does he play jazz <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, and the
0: uh, souls of the tortured I do <laughs> <yeah>.
1: <laughs> I would just love it if Catherine J. Jones comes up to Tom Exit and says like look Tom no the audience didn't like it and Ben Kingsley is like calling my phone all the time and <laughs> screaming at me I have to go I have to go listen it didn't work out Ben
2: Kingsley is fucking furious he's at a hotel in Tel Aviv and he doesn't know what he's doing
0: there is <laughs> part of the whole like testing of that not working out like xenophobia
2: Oh, probably. Probably. I guess so. I mean, I can't believe she got there with that fucking Eastern European guy. I could see that, but I just feel like. Why don't you get with an
1: American? But it's also just the fact that he's a baby. Like it's as weird and uncomfortable as Tom Hanks getting laid in big. Right. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, it's not as
1: uncomfortable. It's in the league for me. It's pretty uncomfortable watching this guy like be romantic in general. Yeah, well, because he's not a romantic person, exactly. but big, he's a kid and he's mm-hmm. being romantic.
0: He, he gets sexually assaulted by an older woman. That's why I'm saying Elizabeth
2: Perkins or, herself. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so he kind of puts it together. He's like, oh, your friend got this for me. What did you have to do to you know, get this? Like you're seeing this guy again or whatever. And she's just like, look, as I've been telling you this whole movie, I'm a real piece of shit. You don't want anything to do with me. I'm one of the worst people humanity has ever created. Uh, <laughs> and this is, this is not Andrew saying this. This is the character. No, I know, I know. I you love know. Napoleon, Hitler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Momar Gaddafi, me, Amelia, the flight attendant. We're all in <laughs> the same boat, you know? Osama bin Laden, if we ever catch that guy, mm. I relate a lot to him. Uh, And there's a fucking oh, scuzzy Morgan thing. Oh, Morgan Spurlock on that case. Oh man, that movie! What a fucking sack of shit! Yeah. Also, Uh,
0: Morgan Spurlock. What a sack of shit. (laughs) Also
2: true. (laughs) Also that McDonald's eating motherfucker. Uh oh. So she's like, she's like, listen, you know, you really don't want anything to do with me. You know, just go get your autograph. Blah blah blah. And he watches her like walk to the escalator, and there's that dude, and it's a crazy. They get on the escalator, and he goes, "Hey, baby." And pats her on the head like a little kid. Yeah, it's creepy. dude. Oh man, she's gonna have a horrible rest of her life. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she bring he bring the next day. He brings the day passes Zoe Donna, and she's like, "Oh, you know, I'd love to sign this for you, Victor. Hey, what with you getting me married and all, but I still <laughs> need uh, a supervisor signature, which is Stanley Tucci. Oh yeah, um, and Stanley and this Tucci is by the, the way conf- has already." Um, promised Victor like even though he got his promotion since he dared fuck with him he's like as long as I'm here Victor you're gonna be here I don't give a shit you're gonna get buried in this airport I'm a person it's like what yeah it's so dumb and then you know he's like signed the form like i want to go to new york city and he's like no get on this plane get out of here he's like no i want to go to new york and then he's like all right yeah you want to go to new york well how about your little fucking friends here's shy mcbride he sniffs panties and steals <laughs> things he like accuses him of like stealing weed or something yeah, and like, then he's alcohol like, and, and marijuana yes yeah that's what it is yeah all the duty-free weed and uh and that he's like, oh yeah, oh and what's your your little buddy Diego Luna there? Oh, here he is bringing unauthorized personnel in a food service area. That's a security risk. I heard
1: he's recently married. You're, mi- you're missing the one part at the end where he says, "All your friends are fired. <laughs> you and your friends are fired." <laughs> and
2: but then he's like, "Oh, and your good friend Gupta. Yeah, he actually um, is wanted in India for murdering a police
0: <laughs> officer in 1979. Yeah." And like, also, you uh, have
2: that information. Like, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems I like don't know what that was. Either, yeah. Yeah, either you don't have that information, and that guy's there, or you do have that information, and that guy's definitely not there. Like, you know nothing really about Gupta. I mean, I think he does mention to Tom Hanks like where in India is from, but like. Obviously, he's not putting that on whatever resume he's got (laughs) to be the fucking cleaning guy in the airport. So I don't know how Tucci would get that information. And I'm just picturing Stanley Tucci being like on the phone, like, hello, India. (laughs) Yeah. So there's this guy that works in my airport. Like, it's so dumb. So he's like, he threatens him with all that. And it's like, okay, Fine. You know don't hurt my friends i'll go back to carcosia you know and he's like the next plane for carcosia leaves in one hour and you better be on it tom hanks and i mean like you know what you can do now the carcosia is okay again you could just you could go back to america at some point and then finish this journey it'll be annoying a little deflating but you know what maybe you could actually revisit your friends and so on and so forth.
0: I mean, wouldn't his yeah. passport now be, like, reinstated? He could actually visit legally? Like, the visa might actually process without this special visa? That's a really yeah. good thing,
2: too. Yeah, I mean, I, mm, I don't know. Th- shockingly, the movie doesn't care to explore that. But he's waiting for his plane, and everyone's like, Victor, you gotta fight it, Victor. Oh, Victor, it's so important that you get this stupid fucking autograph for a dead person. <laughs> 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 it's so fucking important, Victor. And gupta like calls him a coward right here and he's like i'm sorry gupta i have to go home my planet needs me (laughs) and gupta takes his mob and goes out to the tarmac and starts swiping at the plane that's going to take him to karkoja thus delaying it and is fucking swarmed by homeland security He's like i'm going home everyone it's like no you're gonna die in prison dude yeah, totally, man. This is a fucking post 9-11 America, and you just made a scene at an airport, Indian guy. Guess what? It's all for you, Victor. <laughs> it's all for you. It's your autograph. <laughs> this guy like, literally sacrifices his life. Yeah. Yep. So this other guy, he kind of knows from work, can get an autograph I mean, by a musician he's never heard
1: of. He
0: tells Victor earlier in the film that if he ever went back to India, he would be He'd go to prison for seven years.
1: Yes. And right.
0: I don't think he's going to make it in an Indian prison for seven years.
2: I don't think so either. I don't know if the actor made it to uh, So What would that be? 2011? <laughs> yeah. Let's see here. Ba-ba-da-ba-da. Oh, yeah. All right. He would have had t- two free years. <laughs> he's uh, so Kumar Pallana passed away in 2013. He's dying in prison. He's absolutely yes. dying yeah. in prison. 100%. Mm-hmm. Also, Tom Hanks can get an autograph. <laughs> That's really something (laughs) Uh, and you know so then it's like you know oh he's leaving now he's gonna go out and everybody's like running after him giving him like free shit from all their stores and stuff like there's a lady from the sharper image who's like oh put these on they'll massage your feet or whatever i'm like lady you can't just be giving away store merchandise (laughs) that's expensive someone's like store manager is gonna have a lot to say about the guy from the discovery zone store (laughs) that or discovery channel store that, you know, gave him whatever that free little trinket was or something. And all of a sudden he's magically just like, this is where you realize he's like the hero of the airport, yes, <sighs> uh, you know, in a big bad way. And then you're just
1: like, yeah, like where is any reporter about this story? Also, why uh, he's about to run all this, all this shit is going to weigh him down. If he wants to run through the fucking door <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> with all the, the knickknacks that you're giving this guy and, uh, but then Stanley
2: Tucci amasses his army of demons at the door, will not let him go through. Yeah, and you have the thing where Barry Shabaka Henley's like, you know... Uh you know, behind this door is New York city. You need to turn around and he turns around and then uh, Thurman is the character's name. He gives him the coat off his back. He's like, it's snowing in New York, blah, blah, blah. And he, you know, they let him out the door kind of a thing. You need a, like a real triumphant scream here when he leaves that
1: airport. Instead, he just kind of like, inhales briefly <laughs> yes. yeah instead you just get Tucci saying we were beaten by the best <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, totally.
2: <laughs> well, because, you're totally right Well, because Tucci's watching from his weird control tower and is like rushing through the airport to stop this but he gets in a cab before he can and I mean like I don't know like it's yeah it is something like this is the first fresh air you've had in like a year like you yeah. would weep you would literally weep <laughs> And you know what else you wouldn't do is walk right outside of your terminal and immediately hail a cab. No, no way. There would be people throwing bricks at this guy. <laughs> there is always a cab stand line at the airport, yeah. my friend. No flipping way. Especially it's no line, asshole.
0: Is this is where he sees Catherine Zeta Jones and is just like, "Yes, uh, <laughs> yep, do a- I get it? Uh, Do I get in the taxi or do I stare?
2: That's another thing. There's no like furious horn honking, like buddy, come on. That's what Ben Kingsley is doing. Come on, end your (laughs) movie. I want (laughs) to be in Munich, (laughs) god damn it.
0: And this is like 30 solid seconds of them just staring at each other.
2: Yeah, it's really weird. Gets in the car. There's a joke where the cab driver's from Albania and. Tom Hanks is like, oh, when did you get to America? And the guy's like, Ooh, uh, four days ago. <laughs> he gets to this. He keeps saying through the whole movie, like, I need to get to Ramada Inn on Lexington Avenue, blah, blah, blah. Um, he gets there. And then this is you realize, like, that's not where he's staying. This is where Benny Gulson, I guess, had a standing gig at this Ramada Inn bar right, for a full he- year
0: that is insane <laughs> that is absolutely i i almost like to think of it's like no no he was going to go to new york city for nine months and <laughs> wait for this show
2: <laughs> i'm going to be first in line uh you know he goes in or whatever and then like i said it is actually benny colson playing saxophone and you know he's like oh you want you want an autograph huh well uh the song's starting right now so yeah how about you sit down and shut the fuck up <laughs> And it's one last of his, I mean, his catchphrase in this movie is, I will wait. You know, so that's, it's just, you've come this far. I guess you just wait through one more jazz set. You get that autograph.
0: Oh, I had to endure my father's terrible jazz music at this show.
2: <laughs> it'd be great if he's just sitting, because he's like in the front row. It'd be great if he's sitting there like holding his hands over his
1: ears. Like, oh, my father had <laughs> a terrible taste in music. <laughs> sir, uh, sir, can I get you a drink? Uh, yes, a Virgin Shirley Temple, please.
0: <laughs> See, I am baby,
1: so give me baby
0: drink, please. Do you, do you have jukebox? Could you put on a little uh, red Army choir, thank
2: you. <laughs> oh, and also um, uh, three kitchen pickets and whatever crackers <laughs> you might have back there. <laughs> oh, Ritzes, Fancy. The, the server like goes back to the bar like, yeah, we got one hobo special. <laughs> um, oh. And you asked for the autograph and they know you smell like shit. I'm not going to give you anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, son, I would sign your ticket stuff, but I can smell those balls from the back row. <laughs> And whatever, he gets back in another cab. It is indeed known comedian Scott Adsit as the cab driver. Where you want to go? I am going home. Oh, End right. of mind. Mm-hmm. And an entirely dry house audience because it's a, like, as flat as anything could be. You can totally. see the beautiful Times Square, some more product placement right before you get out of there. It was nice seeing a shot of functioning Times Square, though, I have to say. Um, and I think also an ad for, I believe there was a Boy George musical. Ooh. Uh, back then that was up at the time uh, and then the biggest kick in the teeth especially for autograph haters like the four of us <laughs> is the end of this movie is just the actual autograph of all the you know yeah. uh you know primary uh, uh cast and crew and everything we're not you know no gaffer is getting sign his name say, it's the like
1: best boy signature was fantastic
2: <laughs> it's like you know directed by s-t-e-v <laughs> and you're just like jesus christ Just let it all end, please. And that's the end of the movie. Yep. That is the end of Steven Spielberg's The Terminal.
0: (laughs) He lands in Karkosha and gets shot in the head on the tarmac. Oh,
2: absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is this, I mean, you know, we don't have to get into his filmography, but is this kind of like, of recent Spielberg, like, the most low stakes he's gone? Sure, I would think so, yeah. We I've, didn't really dive anything below that. I've skipped a lot. Well, low stakes for sure, yeah. This is, I yeah. mean, like, it is, like, the lowest, easiest, breeziest. And again, like, Catch Me If You Can is, like, the much better of these two movies. It's, you know, an excellent film. I don't know. I don't know if it's his worst. I, I, I've i skipped a lot. I skipped War Horse. I skipped the Tintin movie. Oh, Adventures of Tantan is actually kind of okay. I liked that movie.
0: The thing is, like, th- this material just does not work for Steven Spielberg. He's better doing something. Like, honestly, Kevin Smith would have made a better movie out of this material. Yeah.
2: Probably would have. Yeah, you're right. It's just because it's not funny. This He's not, he's not a comedic director. Like, he's, he's able to have, like, comedic moments here and there for sure and sure. funny scenes and, like, jokes that hit. Because he's a well, you know, he knows all so much about pacing, but like
1: to sustain a movie like this with yeah. just on comedy alone, it doesn't and, work. And he's
0: cont- it's contained environment too. Yeah, small.
1: Yes. I mean, it's small towns like Frank Capra. It's small town. It's just in an airport for some reason. You're right, but yeah, all the people that work at the airport are like the villages from you know Potter'sville. Like you're this totally is a right. guy who deals with grand historical fucking epics and sci-fi spectacle. Get him out of here.
2: Yeah, totally. I don't know what attracted him to this project at all very curious actually the funny thing is i think then like the sort of like lowest stakes after that and it's not even really that low but like in 2017 he does the post and that's just a newspaper movie you know what i mean like as far as like movies that don't really feel like spielberg movies because even lincoln had that air of like well, you it's, know it's lincoln at least ooh. you know like <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um, also, I mean, I'm speaking of to Tom Hanks stuff, too, like Bridge of Spies like is a good
1: movie, but that's like a slow burn movie in a yes, weird way. That's I not agree. very Spielberg. I don't know. That's like his most premature movie. That feels a mm-hmm. lot like a premature movie to me.
0: I remember liking it when I saw it. But it's yeah,
1: I, I really like that one. The one that I would guess is like the most kitty is like the BFG. Yeah, I, never oh, saw I forgot it.
0: about that. It, it's uh, not
1: bad At, for what it is. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, here's a good question. Uh, yeah, and fans
2: of our Patreon uh, will uh, be able to join in here, but no one else. Um, which is a <laughs> which is a worse film, this or Ready Player One? Or which uh, would you rather watch again?
0: If oh, had? right, because we did an episode on Ready Player One that Ooh. is available now on Patreon.com/slashWeedMovies. Uh,
2: as far as which one I'd rather watch again, yeah,
0: The Terminal. <sighs> really, I think I would go Player Me One too. just because. I, you know, drug me up and it's just like, maybe I can just see some flashy Spectacle. images.
2: Yeah. It's tough for me. I I think, I think, I think I'd go with player one too, just because it's, there's an air of Spielbergian fun there. It just, it suits him a little better, even though he's so ill suited for it. Even that, you know, and, it, I, I will say like probably a big reason, honestly, is like, I love Tom Hanks. And for me, I just don't get this Ty Sheridan guy, everybody. <laughs> I don't get it. I really do not get it with that kid. I he doesn't do it for me. Who's that? He's the guy in Ready Player One. He's he was the God. guy. Okay.
0: Well, what Wait. else is he in?
2: Oh, he was in Mud. He uh, was also he plays um, uh, uh, Cyclops in
1: X Men Apocalypse. Uh, young Sean Penn mm. in uh, Tree of Life.
0: Gotcha. Okay. I mean. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen enough. I didn't see Mud, so I don't know if I can outright hate him yet, but I don't, yeah. I don't give a shit. I mean, it's
1: okay. <laughs> <Does> that, like <laughs> that Ready Player One is popular. Like the images, there's a lot to like, if you wanted to look for little like things, you could. Like there's stuff in the images. This is shot by Janusz Kaminski and it looks like garbage. I don't know, Cabin. I'd rather just look at fucking shots of double whoppers
2: than watch that fucking Ready Player one again. <laughs> I don't know. That, those, those whopper <laughs> shots are
1: disgusting, by the way. <laughs> I mean, whopper
0: so- shot? They're both bad options, folks.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's, yes. a, that's a great way to put it. Uh, all right, would anybody recommend this movie to wrap things up here? Oh no, 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 no! I I, I really just didn't care for it at all. I I find yeah, I, it's just grating. It's it's ill suited for everybody. I think even like I, I like Tom Hanks, but I think that this character is so thin, it even stretches that cred, cred, uh, credibility as well. It's, just, it's right. a big old no. Steve cuz I didn't ask this at the top I forgot was this yours or anyone's first time watching this movie? No I saw this in theaters for some goddamn reason. Yeah all right. Yeah I this think I cute.
0: did too. Yeah.
2: I definitely did. It was still it was you know those those uh, multiplex summers where you just you went back I was working as a projectionist and it was like, "All right, here's here's a free movie." Does he us this it's the new Spielberg movie like of course exactly. I'm gonna see Exactly.
0: You know after the 90s I just went to any Spielberg movie like yeah. a, like a, like a, like an idiot.
2: Yeah, uh, but would you recommend this one, Eric? Uh,
0: no, I, this is just top to bottom trash. I don't know what they were thinking. Um, so it's a big no from me, and that's all I'll say. Uh,
2: Chris, come on. I know you're going to surprise us, dude. Yeah. Here comes your left field.
1: Big fan, love it. No, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's an absolute piece of shit, and it should never be talked about again. The thing that really pisses me off about it is that it. you're right. It is low stakes, but like the things you set up are not low stakes. Right. They're all very high stakes, and you just don't want to deal with them. Exactly. And and like it, it drives you fucking crazy watching this and just watching them, like, fart at everything that's very serious. And you lose all the post-9-11,
2: like, all the shit, yep. any immig- actual real immigrant stories or immigration stories or how... The TSA was fucking with people at the time, you know, at the time still. <laughs> well, you know,
0: they, had to, they had to change it from the original Iranian guy because it wouldn't play to an American oh, yeah. audience. So exactly. let's just make up a fictitious Eastern block that we could sympathize with at this present moment in 2004. The day right.
1: a big blockbuster is led by an Iranian man. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I Yeah, I wouldn't recommend this
2: uh, Even though I would watch it again over Ready Player One But again, maybe that's just a night to open a good book uh, <laughs> Because I don't want to have to do either Um, could i
0: suggest a book for you sure okay it's about napoleon (laughs) it's 1200 pages
2: that is the terminal from 2004 directed of course by sir steven spielberg Uh, if you want more we hate movies please of course check out patreon.com slash we hate movies we're in keeping with the steven spielberg theme we have an episode of we love movies out on raiders of the lost ark either it's out or it'll be out tomorrow we'll see how the editing goes here uh but that's out that was a lot of fun uh I cannot wait to have folks listen to that oh, yeah. what else is uh floating around eric siska in, the, in our patreon
0: Ooh, well you know spielberg was good friends with a george lucas character uh who's actually a real guy that directed the star wars movies or what? actually only some of them mm-hmm. but we do a sideshow on star wars there and this month we are talking about the character Bib Fortuna, Dewonga Wonga, wonga de Jabba Nobata. <laughs> He's the doorman, the major domo of Jabba's Palace, and that is on Patreon as well. Not only that, the Nexus we talk about an episode of Star Trek and an episode of TNG, and that's a lot of fun. Plus so much more. We did a Catsmentary recently, it, a ooh, full yeah. commentary track to the movie, the motion picture Cats. We've got an hey, ad
1: of, on The Mask. Yeah, no, that's it, right. that Mask
2: the it, animated series. One of the worst
1: theme songs ever written. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We've dropped uh, Saturday River sleeves in the last couple months on uh, Basket Case and The Exterminator and Don's Plum. But also this month we are dropping for uh, our top-tier patrons a uh, our Sucker Punchmentary, um, the much-maligned... Much loved, uh, but now kind of gone from easy uh, access commentary to the Zack Snyder's piece of shit movie. That's right, and I believe if I'm remembering that one correctly, it is me watching the movie for the first time Mm -hmm. and losing my goddamn mind. So be sure to check that out. Of course, also a gentle reminder, all of our profit from 2020 from our merch sales are going directly to Black Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter adjacent charities. So go over to WHMPodcast.com, get a little pop-up window there. It's going to come up, give you all the information you need about that kick in there if you would like to we'd really appreciate that we appreciate the folks who have already participated and of course you can just donate directly there there's a link as well if you don't want to buy any merch which is totally fine and as always we hit movies keeps on going uh next tuesday we have a brand new episode of the summer blockbuster extravaganza of course as we are only just getting started here in july steve what are we talking about next week we are talking about lara croft the cradle of Life, I guess we're calling it. <laughs> Radal Filth. Now this is the sequ- second. Uh, yeah. The Angelina Jolie second movie. There it is. Yeah. So not to be uh, confused with that new one that came out, which I've heard is uh, pretty good. Pretty I good. liked it.
0: I, I suggest you guys check it out. Uh,
1: but this one, not so much. Has anybody seen this yet? Oh, before we- oh yeah. Yeah, you did, Kevin. I know you We Kevin's. We brought up the <laughs> opening scene in the last episode, and I can't wait. To revisit it, I haven't seen this movie ever, so I've never yeah, seen it. Either. Yeah, oh, this is gonna be
2: great. So until next week, where we have our minds blown by the Tomb Raider sequel, or at least the opening scene. <laughs> I'm Andrew Jupin, Steven
1: Sadak, Eric Siska, Nicky's Cabin.
2: Take it easy and put on a goddamn mask.